are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, Thirty and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Am I centered? Am, is my sound on? Yes, you're centered and your sound is on. Uh, those of you just joining us, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We were off last week due to, uh, I had uh, COVID-19, so... Uh, I still do. Uh, I'm I'm sick as a dog. Uh, so all my streams this week have been away. And I do appreciate you all coming out and hanging out with us tonight for Generation X Gaming. Our regular programs start again uh, next week, uh, starting Monday morning. We'll be back to our normal selves. Well, normal schedule. I won't be back to my normal self, but we'll be close as possible. Uh, so we appreciate you coming out. Episode 325 is about to start, and we do appreciate you. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form on this, if you could hit the share, like, and subscribe button that helps us out very much over here. Also, if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can hit the membership button as little as 99 cents. And I've been, haven't been on for 10 days. So it does help us a lot if you do hit that membership button. Uh, so YouTube doesn't forget about us. Uh, on today's show, Sarge, we're going to be going over uh, a couple different things. We're going to be talking about GoldenEye. I know it's not 19, or I, I know it's not 2000 or 2001, whatever, but we're talking about GoldenEye. We're going to be talking about Halo Infinite and 343. We're going to be talking about Marvel's Midnight Suns. We're going to be talking uh, about uh, uh, Dan Hauser, the co-founder of Rockstar. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ubisoft. We're going to be talking about Avatar, uh, but not the regular game. We're going to be talking about an MMORPG that's coming out, but for mobile. Uh, we're going to be talking about Amy Henning. Uh, her newest game that's uh, coming out. They talked about it more last week during D23, the Marvel's uh, Disney Plus, uh, Marvel's Avengers, or I should say the Marvel's game show, which was, I have to say, terrible, by the way. Uh, we're going to little talk about Ninja. We're going to talk about, uh, we're talking about Phil Spencer, and we're going to talk about Jim Ryan. A little thing went down between them about Call of Duty. So we're going to talk about the, the Call of Duty situation uh, in the industry, what's going on. We're also going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy and exclusive stuff that's going on there uh, as well. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Microsoft and what they're doing behind the scenes of Matt Booty trying to force people to show certain things that they don't need to show. We're going to talk about Gotham Knights a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about State of Decay a little bit. Uh, and if we have time, we'll, uh, we'll, have, we'll talk about Splitgate. We'll talk about um, Human versus AI. Uh, we'll talk about stuff like that. Uh, that's all on today's Generation X Gaming, uh, episode 325. What's going on, chat? I appreciate everyone coming out and hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, I've been under the weather. Uh, I'm not to my full self yet, but uh, I, I uh, will be back on Monday Monday morning with the Daily Grind and, and whatnot. So didn't want to miss another Generation X Gaming. I only missed like four or five weeks a year, and I didn't want to do the extra. This is my favorite part. Of the entire uh, entire week, anyway. So, Sarge, what have you been up to, man? What have you been playing for the last two weeks? And it's been two weeks. I know it's it's a shocker. Oh, it's easy. Nothing. Hell let loose. Nothing. Hell let hell let loose. Two weeks. That's all you've been playing. Hell let loose for That's two it. weeks. That's it. Found wow. a group of people to play with. 
I, uh, the, the week before, I played, you know, the, the basics stuff. Uh, this past week, I played absolutely nothing. I was playing uh, the back of my eyelids is what I've been, I was playing. I've been, I've been sleeping and playing nothing. Uh, I can tell you what I've been watching. Uh, what I've been watching, I've been watching this show that's uh, on the BBC. It's, uh, it's on Channel 4 over there. It's called Ask Master. Uh, it's by Greg Davis. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this show or seen this show. It's been out for years, but I just happened to started watching it one night. It came in my feed, and I've been watching season after season after season. I love British humor. I love like comedy and, and just... And all this show is, Sarge, it's the, it's the simplistic game show. Okay? It's five comedians doing tasks. Okay? Like, tasks. Like, paint a picture. The easel's in the middle of this red circle. But you can't touch the red circle. And you can only touch with the paintbrush and, and the paint on the easel. Right? But you can't. It's like six feet away. And they have to try to figure out how to paint a picture in ten minutes. Right. And this is it. And then you have five comedians trying to figure out certain things and how to do it. And each one does it a different way. And you as the viewer watch it and go, why the fuck that? Like, that's simplistic or, oh, I never I never even thought about that. Right. And you kind of like think outside the box. I love it. I absolutely love the entire show concept, the stupid humor, uh, just the the ridiculousness of this whole show. It's called Taskmaster. Don't. Don't watch the American version, right? There's like 15 different different versions. You have to watch Taskmaster with Greg Davis and Alex Holtz, I think is the guy's name, Holtz. It's it's a fantastic show. That's what I've been watching. Uh, Yeah, First Loser says Taskmaster's a really good show. Uh, It's it's, it's fantastic. If you like that type of stuff, I recommend it. Uh, uh, One of the games I did play, though, Sarge, uh, this past, I want to say like two days, three days, I try the the little Disney game that came out because um, I, I I really can't play a lot of stuff. I've been playing Marvel's Avengers, but my I, I get real tired right now, so I haven't been playing a lot of games. So I've been playing uh, this really simplistic. It's like an Animal Crossing game, but it's from Disney. It's called Dreamlight Dreamlight Valley. So you take control of a character trying to bring back this uh, this Disney esque type of village like Animal Crossing. So you have like your own island or whatever it is. And basically you're, you're trying to bring back to life. So you have to help like Scrooge McDuck or Goofy or, or Mickey Mouse uh, and, and whatnot. It, it's actually a pretty fun game. Now, when Animal Crossing came out, I thought Animal Crossing was a fun game. I played it, my, my, my son and, my, and my, my wife played a lot more. Dreamlight Valley, I think, is does a lot better than what Animal Crossing did. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in the game. There is an energy meter, which I don't like, but the energy meter, as you level up, gets bigger and bigger, and you learn like recipes, and the recipes give you energy back, and you have to break rocks, pick up sticks, farm, all this other stuff. It's actually a pretty homework. fun. Yeah, it's a it's homework. a it's a homework game. Um, it's the, the about six hours that I have in it over the last week or so. Uh, it's actually a pretty fun game. I, I'm enjoying it, but I don't see myself playing a lot more of it. But there's definitely layers to the, um, to the onion, right? So, like, uh, right now, I have, like, I just, I just got Wally uh, into the village. 
and built him a house inside the village. I have Goofy's shop back open. I helped Scrooge McDuck's shop open. Uh, I opened up the castle. There's and lots what does of... It mean? And what does it mean when the shop's open? Uh, when the shop's open, there's things that you could buy, like Animal Crossing. So there's Nook's Corner in Animal's Crossing. So you could go there and then use the in-game currency that you earn in the game to purchase stuff to, like a sink or a mirror or a couch or a table that you could earn and then put it into your house and decorate and stuff like that. It's like a like a, a Barbie dream house type of scenario there, right? So you can decorate the island, your clothes, you can buy different things. They they kind of alter, they don't kind of, they alternate every single day. So he's got like a different rotating door that can comes in. On top of that, you have recipes and stuff that you can learn. Uh, and ingredients you can learn. So you can learn how to build a, a wooden table or a fence or a brick wall. And the the higher you go, the more recipes you un, un, un you know un, uh, discover. And then you so can, what's the goal? What's the goal of the game to rebuild the village? Uh, the the goal of the game is to help Dream Valley out and to like bring back all the characters and expand your village as much as possible. Basically, I, that, that's is what there, it is. Is there an anti-version of that? Is there a way for me to destroy the village and put a hit out on all the Disney characters and assassinate them like Assassin's Creed? No, that's that's a different game completely. Uh, shame. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> sounds like a much better game. <laughs> yeah, so... It sounds like a much better game. Yeah, so it's 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 a cute little game. There's there's a little 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 uh, couple things that kind of irk me. The pinnacle of the trailer, after seeing a bunch of Disney characters get assassinated with double knives from the Assassin's Creed thing, but you were... is, the, is the Assassin's Creed guy diving off the top of the castle, <laughs> and instead of landing in a hay bale, he lands in a bunch of stuffed squeaky animals, and it just goes, squeak, and he hits the ground. Yeah. Uh, you actually might like, well, I know you won't like, but there's a game out there called uh, Mirrorverse, which is Disney characters versus Disney characters, and you're like fighting sort of like, um, like a Final Fantasy type game. Right, you're going through like ways like a, like a Marvel Strike Force, but with Disney. We talked about it a couple months ago. Um, that that's out as Disney as well. It's a cute little game. Um, it's on Game Pass, Sarge. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Uh, but I think it is thirty dollars if you don't if you don't um, buy. It. There's a couple games on Game Pass that I did download while I was sick. I just never got to them. Like Road, I think it's Road sixty six or something like that. And there's there's a couple little games I wanted to try out. Um, but I haven't done it yet. There's there's another game coming out. I think it's called You Suck at Parking. I think that's on there, which is like a little party I, game. I, I saw it. It's 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 good for about a half an hour. Did you play it? I played a little bit. All right. I, I it looks like it would be fun with a party game, like chaotic with the it's, with a group it's of a, people. It's a, it's a puzzle game. How, how do I explain it? It's a tedious puzzle game. You have to get this little car to get to the end of the of a maze of obstacles. To park in a space that's almost as big as the car, right? So like you have to like is, skid into the space it, and like who's there? Who gets time, there first? You're time based. Yeah, it's a timing. It's a time based puzzle. Can game. only one person get into the the parking lot. I I didn't see a little bit. Of, I didn't see two people racing for the space. It's just you racing for the space. Oh, well, you, you didn't have, you didn't play co op then? Yeah, I didn't play co op. Yeah, so you played against the AI or whatever. Um, all right. Yeah, so that's all I've been playing. I didn't. I didn't really play too much. Uh, like I said, I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube and uh, the Taskmaster show. Uh, other than that, I did complete. Actually, I'll talk a, a little bit about Marvel's Avengers for a second. Uh, two weeks ago, they they uh, put in the uh, the events where there was multiple events for Marvel's Avengers inside the game. I actually thought this was like perfect as far as if you're still playing Marvel's Avengers 
uh, and and you wanted something to do. The last two weeks, I think it reset happened today, so I haven't played, but um, the event that they put in, they put in three events in the game at one time for the two-year anniversary. And actually, I thought it was like the perfect amount because there was enough stuff going on that I could level up my characters and feel like something was happening where on a normal two-week thing, there's one event going on and I get like one piece of gear for my character and you feel like, little lackluster because you have to wait another two weeks for get one piece of gear for your uh, character again but this event was going on and you could feel like you could at least level up one of your characters up higher and the rest of them you're like moving up little and it was actually a nice little balance um that was happening the last two weeks so i i, I played marvel's avengers and i did get one of my characters i got hulk up to 175 so we're ready for the cloning labs that comes out probably a month from now month and a half from now uh so i i did play that a little bit um but other than that, yeah, that that's it. I haven't been really uh really playing too much uh too much stuff. <clears throat> no, Jason, I, I didn't even see the new update today. I, I haven't seen the new update today. Like I said, I, I haven't been doing much of anything except for sleeping. Uh for the last this, this week. is my favorite COVID COVID experience. And I was playing a video game trying to play COVID, and I had COVID. I was like this. I was like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then the guy in my head is like, like Sarge, Sarge, Sarge. Yeah, I was, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been pretty beat up. Uh, I didn't get anything. Just to let you guys know, like, I had a hundred and three temperature for like literally almost forty eight hours. Uh, it broke right before the forty eight hour mark, and then I went from uh, sweating and in, in bed for two straight days to, uh, like, I got hit by a truck. It went from just temperature, didn't feel anything, just temperature. And then after I was done with the temperature, it was sore, my chest, and it, it felt like I got hit with a bus for the next two, three days. And then from that, I went from nothing temperature to hitting it a bus to now my sinuses are starting to... It's not like everything at once. It's like everything in stages. And so who knows? Maybe I'm going to get a cold next. I have no idea. Uh, but yeah. That's that's what was happening to me. What's going on, Mo? Nice to see you, man. Uh, so yeah, let's get to the top stories, Sarge. All right. First story, Sarge. I want to talk about 25 years after the original release experience, GoldenEye 007 faithfully recreated for Xbox console includes achievements, 4K resolution, and a smoother frame rate, even in split-screen local multiplayer coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. Did you hear that, Sarge? Split-screen local multiplayer. Is this something that you're interested in, or do you think the nostalgia is just going to go right by you? Well, here's here's how it's going to break down. If they don't do if they don't do the quote unquote remaster of it, they don't do it that way, and it's just a faithful reproduction with with better graphics. For now, only the people that played it in the past are going to play it for a little while and then just stop. While the rest of them who Sorry, might Chad. try it, they might try it, but they're not going to stick around because it's it was it was the game of its day. Right, like Goldeneye was like the sickest at the time because there wasn't a lot of first-person shooters out there at the time 
on console that worked well. And even though the frame rate was crap sometimes, because you know reasons, right? <laughs> you know the reasons. Besides that, I thought it was a great game. And it goes to show you, if you are bringing back a 25-year-old game and advertising it like it's something new and fantastic, then we know something's wrong in the industry. I I am not excited about this at all. And this is not a shot at GoldenEye in any way, shape, or form. Like, 25 years ago, I was all over this game. Like, this was a fantastic game. Like, yeah. 25 years ago, I was in college, and we would have college nights where we would just party and, and have the Halo Absolutely. events and the GoldenEye events. And this, at the time, was the pinnacle of LAN parties yes. uh, on consoles, right? Between GoldenEye and Halo. Halo. Okay. These two games were fantastic. And now, uh, I don't care. Like, And this is not, again, if, if you're a person out there that likes this game and is very excited about this game, fantastic. My brain, I don't care if it's 4K resolution, smoother frame rate, I'm going to look at this and go, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Right. Well, uh, let, let's put it this way. If I say the word odd job and some of the chat isn't instantly angry when I say that right. word, then we know and who did not play Goldeneye. Right. Kujo, I, I agree 100%. Some games don't age well, and I feel like this would uh, be one. It, it, that, I, that's exactly why I feel. Like, look, this is not throwing shade to anybody that's going to be like, oh, dude, I can't wait to play this game. This game does absolutely nothing for me. I'm like, fantastic. Like, have fun with the Polygon like game. Like, there's so many better games out right now. Okay. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. Right. If they do a remaster and like bring it up to par then right. and show right. the, show everybody what kind of great game it was, then sure. But like Apex Legend, I don't play that either. Apex Legends is out, which is uh, you know. Legends, but it, it looks it looks phenomenal, right? Even Fortnite's graphics are like phenomenal. And you look at Goldeneye, you're like, man, I had so many memories. Like, don't get me wrong, if you bring out like SOCOM back and you and you start showing me that stuff, or Siphon Filter, I'm gonna be like, oh, dude, I can't wait. But not really, not really. Like, those were great back in the day. Not excited about this Passed one, it. right? Passed it. Chat, what do you guys think? Are you excited for this uh, Goldeneye emergence now? Sarge told me a little bit because I've been in coma for the last week. Said that there's a difference between the Xbox version and the Switch version. Switch. Sarge, so tell me what the difference is and what's happening. What's missing from one that's in the other one? That chat will correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, I believe it's Xbox does catch co-op and Switch does not, or vice versa. It looks like there's, the there's... split screen is on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, like it. it one system is doing it the right way, and the other one is not. Basically, is how it's going. It's Switch. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're telling me Switch, which is right. That's it, Mo. Switch can't go online. No, can't do split split screen. No, can't go online. Can't. It says can go online. Right. Right. Xbox right. can. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. So Xbox. Xbox is doing. Xbox is doing split screen, not online, but Switch. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But Switch is going so online, but not split screen. That's that, that's what it is. So you're telling me if I want to play if I if I'm if I want to play Goldeneye, 
I can't play online. I can only play split screen local multiplayer on Xbox. Is that what you're telling me? I believe that's Thanks for that's becoming correct. a member. That's the correct swap, I believe. I hear I hear myself say I've watched the video and I hear myself say, but then I get confused and I want to swap it. I think Switch has both. Uh YouTube Lurker, thank you very much for the three months. He says, get in here and join the best weekly gaming up. Thank you very much for that. And 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 Stell, thank you very much for the uh for the earlier uh for the earlier super chat, uh five dollar super chat and saying welcome back. We do appreciate that very much. Or I should say I appreciate that very much. Uh that seems a little weird. That seems a little weird. So Xbox, it says even split screen local multiplayer. It's got to be you got to be able to play this. It's on Game Pass for fuck's sake. You're telling that's me That's what makes it that's, that's what makes it strange. That's why everyone was talking about it. So wait, I, I'm going to ask again chat. So on the Xbox, I can play GoldenEye only split screen local multiplayer. I cannot play online with people. Is that the way it works? That that seems idiotic if that's the if that's the case. Yeah, Xbox can't go online. It's crazy as hell as the shittiest online. How in the world? Okay, again, right? It's 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 messed up. It's messed up. That is that that's, is that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Next to you, that, Halo not having split screen local multiplayer. That's how they're not remastering it. They're just porting it over. That's why it doesn't work online. It's just it's just a half ass reason to bring it out. That, that's yeah. That, that's shit. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's just it's just weird. Like that's shit. If if you were gonna bring back a a a member berry from the the good old days, then at least play it the way it was meant to be played. It's just weird. Interesting. But but little effort in, a lot of money out. That's, right. That's 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 the goal. The goal is little money in, a lot of money out. Maybe it's contractual ownership. Maybe. But you know what it is? It's dumb. It's dumb. Because here we are in the in the in the 4K day. remaster. They're calling it a 4K remaster. That's the verbiage. We're we're in a world today where look, I like that it's that's the verbiage. Local co-op, right? So me and my son can play. But that's about all we could do, right? Just me and my son. Great. Just two of us playing against each other, and you can't play online, which is kind of ridiculous. It would have been nice if it was local co-op and you could play online because then you could play with other people and have two people on the same screen and, and whatnot. Oh, but that would be too convenient and, and the right way to do things. You need to stop thinking that way immediately. You need to make a game as difficult as possible, have your player base mad at you for at least a year, and then promise them updates along the way and give them a roadmap. That's the proper way of doing things. I'm not <laughs> sure if you're aware of how the system works now, but making a game re-release and, and having it come out work properly is just not what we do here. Here, I want to bring this up real fast. Um, I don't know if it's going to come out very well, but I want to bring this up on the screen because uh, I think... Smoother frame rates. I think Water put this in chat, but if, if you look at this, just look at this you mean, section you mean over it's here. Not gonna like, it's not going to be a 12 frame rate thing like I did back in the day? Here's the old Remember day that? multiplayer. Here's, here's, here's Odd Job, guys. Shoot this. Here's odd job back in the day, 12 frames a second. Shoot this guy. This, this right is here. this is multiplayer back in the old days. Here's a picture of four people playing a game with cardboard set up on their screen in quadrants, <laughs> so you can only see the corners, so no one was cheating what the other cheating, person was so you doing. You weren't cheating, yeah. right? Get those out. Yeah. Dust them off. Dust them off. This is what you're gonna have Bro, to do break now. Break out your dividers. Yeah. 
You know, you you can't play golden eye like that. You gotta you gotta put the cardboard up, otherwise people are gonna be cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta. If put you got up. if you got dividers that are fitting for your yeah. screen, bro, you, you are hardcore, it, man. We'd even be better now because now there's like seventy five <laughs> inch television sets. So you now, so now you're literally playing on a quadrant of the screen that's the size of the screen you had when you were in college. Yes. Yes. Uh, Brain says Switch is original console Nintendo, so technically, wouldn't Xbox be port? Sometimes not all features are available on all platforms. Oh, I don't care what it is, Brain. I, you're absolutely probably right. I'm just saying it's fucking dumb that you can only play it uh, on, on, on local multiplayer. That's all. Fucking <laughs> dividers on a... Love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Are we serious right now? 55 inches of, uh, of it. Are we serious? The, the, next, the next story I want to talk about, next story I want to talk about is uh, Amy Henning's Marvel game. Uh, this, when we posted it, we didn't know what the game was, and now we do know what the game is. There is no title for this game. It's called Marvel's Game Reportedly Stars Captain America and Black Panther. Now, we do know official that it is Captain America and Black Panther in it. Now, it's not Black Panther in the newish, up like, present day. It's the grandfather who is Black Panther, and it's back when Steve Rogers was, like, 19, 20 years old during World War II. So this, this game takes place, Emmy Henning, says it takes place during World War II, and it's Captain America meets Black Panther, and there's four characters in the game. It's going to be more of an uncharted type, at least it sounds like, it's going to be an uncharted type game. I'm actually really excited about this, right? Now, the reason I'm excited about this, Sarge, is just a couple of months ago, when they were telling you about the next mobile game that's coming out for Marvel, and the card game that's coming out for Marvel, and all these little dinky little Marvel games coming out using the IP. I said, I wish there was more games that were full-fledged, like Spider-Man, Batman-type games. And then since then, we've heard that there's a Black Panther standalone game. There's an Iron Man game maybe in the works. There's a whole bunch of other games coming out. So there is that Marvel and DC games coming out, Wonder Woman and whatnot. And then Amy Henning comes out and says that she's working on a Captain America and Black Panther game. How do you feel, Sarge, as far as, is this, does this interest you if it's more of a uncharted, um, you know, Tomb Raider? And I don't mean Tomb Raider uncharted, meaning like uh, puzzle-solving type of game, more of a action-adventure type of game where it's single-player, no-co-op, story-driven experience. What, what, do you, what do you feel about this game? Well, first and foremost, if she's allowed to release it, that's number one. Because I want to see what Amy Henning can do. I wasn't allowed to see what she right, could do in the last the Star game Wars for the Star Wars because game. she was cut off and said, we're done with this. And so then they just moved her over to something else, which happens to be Marvel, which is more marketable now. Right. Let's let's remember, guys, Star Wars isn't marketable right now, but Marvel is still marketable. So Amy Henning is now in charge of this game. So now I want to see what her and her team can do. I, I'm interested. Right, I don't care. Listen, I don't care what type of game it is. I want to know the person that was not allowed to finish the game they were working on to make another game. I want to see her. I want to see her team in action. I want to see something. Yeah. Show me a game. I now, the concept art they showed. Well, it wasn't really concept art. They showed Paris, France, uh, and they showed like it was a picture 
showing like the uh, the uh, the Nazis, showing uh, the guns, the uniform, the shield, uh, a scratch on the shield. They showed a bunch of stuff of like what the setting is. What were you going to say, Sarge, as far as? Oh, no, no, no. That's it. I want to see a game from her. Uh, I have yet to see a game from her. I, I think I think the Star Wars game she worked on that was like 80, 90% complete. I'd still want to love, would love to see that if it ever came as to soon the as, day. Listen, as soon as Star Wars is more marketable, I guarantee you that game comes out of the closet. And they just, just like that. Finish it up. Just, it, it'll, it'll come out of the closet as fast as Fallen Order did. Oh, right, right. Like, we have this. Let's put it together and just finish up the, the, the details. Exactly. This this game is in early, early, early works. We're not seeing this for at least three years. Three. Yeah, at least three years. So I would say 2025, the earliest, I would say, 2025. Which, but this, sorry. But this all, all this is, though, is just a stupid little seed. That's it. Right? The, pro- yeah. the problem with gamers is... We're not interested in watering it or putting it out in the sun. I don't care about what that is. I care about the plant that grows something that I can use in my house. Like, that's what I'm waiting for, right? Until then, everything else is just static. It's all just white noise to me now. I want a, I want gameplay. I want another date that comes out, and I want it to come out the date it's supposed to come out. And if you don't know when it's going to come out, and STFU right. until it is. Right. That's it. Which actually is a good which is a good uh lead into the next the next thing. Let's find this one. Uh the next story I want to talk about, Sarge, is you, you just said it, right? You just said as far as if you got nothing, like STFO, right? Just stay quiet and don't tell us anything. Which you. is what Hello. you right. Which which is what playground games is trying to do now playground games uh is the company or the studio that made forza horizon uh and they beautiful game love forza horizon okay now they're working on the fable game now well matt booty okay uh it says during the pax west 2022 booty touched on the upcoming fantasy role-playing game said that he asked playground to share the game with fans every time sees it but the team refuses says quote uh part of my job is giving air cover to the team uh booty explained they don't want to show stuff early before it is ready to go but if there's one game that should that's a kind of flipped around where every time i see something i say we should show this this is fable because there's a lot of cool stuff um the head of xbox game studios giving fable to playground uh, who is best known for forza horizons a bit on the head scratcher but the studio has proven that they uh, they get it. Booty also added that the developer is bringing the same craft dedication that they brought to Forza Horizon. Uh, so, Playground Games is trying to uh, not show it. Right? They don't they don't want to uh, they don't want to show the game. They don't want to show any kind of aspect of the game. And yet, Matt Booty's like, you should show it. You should show it. And we've been in situations before. I'll bring up one, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, in the very beginning, didn't want to be shown, right? And Sony, at the time, was exclusive for it, forced forced Sean Murray to show No Man's Sky, which then later kind of backfired because we all know sure. the history of that. Then we have other things, sort of like, where they show early stuff, sort of like uh, Fallout 76, and Fallout 76 comes out, and it wasn't ready yet. And then we also have Cyberpunk 2077. 
There's been other other games that have come out that show stuff before it's ready. Halo, Halo did this uh, and then pulled it back. Um, so what do you think, Sarge? Do you think uh, that Matt Booty is trying to promote saying, hey, get something hype, right? Because the first party title and Xbox fans, they need to see something because they're paying for Game Pass. They want to know what the first party titles are coming. Or do you take the side of Playground Games where it's like, hey, man, we don't want to show anything yet. We don't want to be the next Anthem. We don't want to be the next Cyberpunk. If if the last five years hasn't shown you how great the rift is between developers and the rest of the market, okay, this is it. This is it here, okay? Why is it constantly putting pressure on developers to do and say and do these other things before the product is ready? Because the market people have to know how to spin it. The investors have to make sure they can get more money to invest and finish the game. Like there's this whole list of stuff. It's never about, here's our team. This is what we do. Do you want to invest in us or not? This is what we're going to do. Here's the plan. Do you believe in us or not? Let us make the game. And then when we're done, we're going to give it to you. No, everybody's hand is either in their pockets or up their ass. Either they're trying to take from them time or money, or they're trying to control what they do with their hand up their ass. They never are allowed to just make the game the way that they want to make it and then sell and then see what happens. Right. 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 Not allowed. Not allowed. Right. Why does it matter to see Fable before it's done or not? Why? I didn't get to see Fallen Order before that was done and shoved down my throat. Right. Right. It just came out of nowhere. There was no fucking five stories about they, how they, companies they... aren't showing things. Right. So let's not pretend that this is an issue. Right. It's an issue because they want it to be an issue now because somebody has to get their hand in one thing or the other. Yeah, I, I, I think here's one thing I, I think of. I, I'm not saying that Forza Horizon, or I'm not saying Playground Games uh, is going to do a bad job at Fable, but it does seem the unlikely studio that you would pick make a game like Fable, an action adventure fantasy game, where what they're known for is these beautiful car games. Very good at the car game, right? So, looking at the for all for all, for all we know, these guys could be turning Fable Three into King's Quest. Well. Here, right, here, right, yeah, they could. Right, here, they could turn that game into King's Quest, and be like, "What's happening?" Here, here's my, here's my, what I was gonna say is that let's look at what Microsoft has done in the past, where they take certain companies and they give them an IP. Here's looking at you, three, four, three, fifteen years they've had Halo franchise now, and they haven't been a very good studio to do Halo. Right? Now, this is me not shitting on three, four, three. This is me just saying that. 343 doesn't seem like the studio to do this. Right? Another one is that Playground Games by themselves is a fantastic studio for Forza Horizon. And I think what they do there is an amazing game. They do wonderful stuff. Now, Fable could come out and be just beautiful. But if it doesn't come out, it could be beautiful. But if the game itself comes out and it's not like the best type of game it could be, visually it might look stunning. but core like will it be a game like the other fables now that could be a good thing or a bad thing but what i'm saying is this could backfire in microsoft's face where a company who's known for one game gets basically thrown into a franchise they they weren't known for 
and now they it could backfire in their face, right? And I think this is what Playground Games is kind of like worried about because they're known for their car games. Matt Booty's like, oh, you guys are doing a wonderful job. Let's show something. And Playground Games is going, I don't want to yeah, show anything. They're self-conscious. Yet. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're self-conscious because that's not their wheelhouse. Right, because imagine of what's happening mo- to other, other for studios. A moment, imagine for a moment you're a plumber. Been a plumber for 20 years. And then when you're at a job building a house, the carpenter doesn't show up. And they say, hey, do me a favor. Can you just put this in real quick? I got an inspector coming. Right. I just right. need some work to be done so he has something to look at. And you're like, I don't do carpentry, Joe. Oh, no, but it's it's the same kind of stuff. Don't worry. Right. Like, no, it fucking yeah. is not. Yeah. No, it's not. I, I, I feel like, I feel like, and, and this is me having a conversation about Microsoft, even though we're not talking about the games themselves. We're talking about the organization and how they're running certain like, So Halo is having problems. State of Decay 3, okay, is the next story I want to talk about. State of Decay 3 uh, is being built with the Unreal Engine 5, and the Gears of War studio is assisting in development. Now, the next game of State of Decay franchise is being created by the Unreal Engine 5 with the help of the popular developers. Now, State of Decay 3 is the next installment of the zombie franchise, which both me and you have liked State of Decay 1. We loved State of Decay 2. It was a fun game, but both games were broke when they first came out. Broke. Very broke, very buggy, right? Show the clip. Yeah, I don't have the clip, broke. but yeah. Broke. <laughs> we, we have a clip with the, <laughs> with the ambulance. <laughs> I would, I, I, I'll have to find it. I'll you have, have to, to find, find it, it yeah. bro. You have to find it. I can't it. find it right now, but... Uh, I have to find but it. But Decay uh, is being developed by Undead Labs, which is known for the other State of the Game games. But it seems, though, that the team behind Xbox is trying to make upcoming title more daring than the previous entries in the series, taking advantage of the tools with the Unreal Engine 5, while also utilizing gameplay from Gears of War franchise, uh, will potentially make the next State of the Game to force to be reckoned with. Okay, uh, Matt Booty, the person that was trying to get able to be shown, said the Headbox uh, Studio recently spoke about the development of State of K3 on Xbox, Major Nelson's podcast. This is good news for the fans of the franchise, especially considering that there has been much information about the series lately. Now, Booty claimed that the Undead Labs is working with the studio behind Gears of War and the Coalition to bring the technology of State of K. Uh, he also noted that there's a lot of concept in State of Decay 2 maybe getting overhauls in the franchise next game. This doesn't mean that the building of State of Decay is going perfectly, however. There have been many delays to the title, along with claims of toxic workplace environment in Undead Labs. Now, again, these are like normal things that are happening, you know, where everyday things. There's always problems in every business, every job, every career. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up, okay, so we have them trying to force... Uh, playground games to show something. Data K three has been delayed because they showed it like a couple years ago, and we have yet to see any more information about this. Meaning it is having problems. They're also using a new engine they haven't used before, and they also brought in Gears of War Studio. Is it assisting in the development cycle of this? These might look in in certain things. Some people look at this glass half full and say, "Oh, this sounds good." They're using an Unreal Engine five. Gears of War Studio is assisting in development. I look at this as a bad thing. Right, I look at this as the same thing that Anthem was using the Frostbite engine for something that they weren't used to, and they forced EA forced uh, uh, the Frostbite engine also on Dragon Age and Anthem at the same time, and and lots of bad things happened there. Right, so they're using a brand new engine now. I know what people are saying Unreal Engine Five is a great is a great engine to work with. It's probably a great game. It's easier. To, 
fantastic. What I'm saying is Microsoft as a whole, okay, has a lot of moving parts right now. And there's all these games, but they don't know where to put or who to put on what game and what to help, right? So they're like, hey, Gears, we know what kind of game you make. Can you help these guys that have never worked with this engine? You've worked with this engine, but you've never made a type of game that these guys have made. You guys both work together, and you can look at that and go, well, it'll be better. It'll, it'll, it'll meld together. And I look at this going, this is problems, especially since the game is delayed and we haven't heard anything about it in a long time when they jumped the gun and showed us clips of State of Decay years ago to say, hey, State of Decay 3 is coming out, but yet we haven't heard anything from it since. Right? So. What exactly is the issue? I want I want the reporters to start deep diving into the gaming What's the industry. Issue? What's the issue? I want to know what the issue or with State no, of K three. No, no, I want to know what the issue is with development process. Is it the engines that they work with? Because we're not talking about guys who have not worked in the industry. We're talking about guys who have made games in the past, and it's always this other thing about the engine, or we're having delays and what. I want to know what it is about the current engines that they're using that it's a constant battle, right? Is it because it's multi-platform? Is it because there's been no updates for engines currently? Is it because guys keep swapping out so quickly that their veteran guys aren't in positions to help out guys who don't understand the engine quite enough yet? I want to know what the answer is because you can't tell me every effing game that's been coming down the pike has had the same problems. Constant switches. Boss switches, delays in the release dates. Like it's the same across the board. And I'm tired of blaming the coup. All right. I'm right. out. I'm out and blaming the coup because in three years, when the coup is just the mystery, okay, the same shit will be happening. Oh, it's just delayed. We don't know how. February's jammed. Like it's going to be the same story. So I want to know the reason. Give me the reasons. Is the Frostbite engine, is it played out? Well, no. Is well, it, can, can it not They, were, they weren't using the Frostbite the engine. No, no. I'm, I'm all of, across the board, oh, bro. Right, is I the see. Unreal Engine having problems? Is it not updated enough? Is it because they're trying to do things that the engine can't handle? No, they... I, I, think, I think what they're doing is, I think the Unreal Engine is, right now, is the future for the next, like, five to ten years. Unreal Engine. Right? Five. Right? So, if you notice, the Unreal Engines have been... Um, from three to four, then four to five has gone pretty fast, right? And I think, obviously, uh, Tim Sweeney even said that it's easier to use and, and whatnot. My problem is that Microsoft is throwing certain companies into certain projects, and on top of that, they're also using software they haven't used before, right? So, for instance, Playground Games is making Fable. They Decay is using Unreal Engine 5 they never worked with, so they're bringing in Gears of War because they've worked with the Unreal Engine. So there's a lot of little moving parts that are happening here. And I don't think Xbox really cares if it works or doesn't work, right? We, we've seen this before with Halo Infinite when they said, eh, it's not going to make or break the franchise, right? is what they said famously a couple months ago. And we see the problems that are happening with, with Halo. Now, there's lots of different problems that happen with lots of different studios one could be the toxicity in a, in, a, in a workplace one could be the engine that they're using two could be the upper management three could be that the brand new sort of in battlefield's case uh brand new devs that never worked on any other battlefield before and they 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 didn't have their feet wet you know what i mean they're brand new so there could be a lot of issues i don't know what the issue is hold on i don't know what the issue is with state of the k3 but it does seem like microsoft and the first party titles 
they need they need something to come out and be that god of war and halo wasn't it right like so like fable needs to be that next single player big game to come out for them or state of decay 3 needs to be that next big multiplayer game for them something needs to happen with microsoft uh to get a big home run because yeah you could have you have game pass and like little things here and there but their first party titles have been you know not as big as the other first-party titles of, of, of others, even uh, Mario games. Like, if you're talking about Nintendo Switch versus PlayStation versus Epic versus whatever, you know? I think Sarge is doing an amen thing here. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a little prayer for myself so I don't have a goddamn heart attack, okay? <clears throat> Microsoft has a $450 million pillow Every month. Every month. Okay. Every month, Microsoft has a $450 million pillow. Okay. They can put whatever they want to bed, right? It doesn't matter. Okay. What they're looking for are reasons for you to contribute to the pillow. Okay. Right, right. That's what they're looking for. They're not interested in making a quality product to release it to a, to a fan base because the fan base is supposed to be sleepy time they're supposed to be in bed with their pillow okay right. that's what's supposed to be happening okay however the rest of us keep asking the same question well why is it i just can't get the game that you want me to buy like you you say you have this game you want me to buy it but yet you don't have it it's not ready it's got to be patched it's there's this whole list of stuff that goes along with it so Whatever the perception is supposed to be about the product that's coming out, it's no longer about the product. It's about how I persuade you to say, hey, listen, gaming's difficult. We're having problems. You need to understand that we're doing our best. And even though we have made epic monstrosity games in the past that when future comes and things become easier in reality it becomes harder so in other words i'll give you an example anybody after the show's over go look up battlefield one game footage currently right now or battlefield five current gameplay right now right. go watch us go watch a server and go watch those guys play and see how the game functions as a first-person shooter. Then come back and explain to me why everyone's having problems. I'm curious, right? Have we lost so many people that made the hardcore games? I'll give it to them. Have we lost so many people either to retirement or just changing games or they're burnt out? Like, I understand. But it seems to me, without a doubt, that the current employment level that we have in the gaming industry is not vetted enough to do the job, right? right? There's nobody there teaching them. They're learning on their own, so it takes time. Because let's not forget, the classic age of gaming has passed, and those guys had all from the late 80s all the way up to 2000 to practice. If this is a new group of guys without any heads, running the show, which it appears to be because there's enough name changing going on in the upper management system to make my head spin. If I was an investor, I'd keep all my money in my mattress, right? Because there's nobody, <laughs> right. nobody's staying with one company for more than six months. 
So apparently what needs to happen in, in 18 here months, is 18 months. somebody just needs to hunker down, decide on what they're going to make, and actually make what you want. Because if you fail, as Microsoft has said, and I'm only using Microsoft as an example, because I'm sure Sony could do the same thing, just not as big as a pillow. They, they, they have a throw pillow. They don't have the full body pillow like Microsoft has. But the pillow is there to break your fall. All right? Let's, let's let the developers make their game. Just shut up, leave them alone, and let them make their game. Well, right? Woo! Well, let's go to the next story, right? Microsoft let the developers make their game. Okay? Uh, let's talk about 343. Okay? 343, I've been saying since... Before Halo Infinite came out, I said Halo Infinite doesn't look any special before it came out. Then we saw the first details of it, and then it looked like plastic mess, and then they delayed it a year. And then we had it come out last year, and it has major problems, right? And everyone, now, a year and a half afterwards, okay, a year and a half after Sarge, I watched this video, and like all these top-end Content creators and streamers are all losing their shit now on Halo. Like, I'm done. I'm done with Halo Infinite. I'm done with 343. 343 doesn't know what they're doing. I said this 18 months ago. I said this almost 24 months ago. I said 343 should lose, lose Halo as as a franchise. They should just, Microsoft should just take it away from them. And I, I look at this and go, I don't know if they should take it away from them. Because Microsoft is the one that gave it. They started. They literally started 343 for Halo, right? Bungie left, and they, they started 343 just to make Halo. They've had it for 15 years, and they've never done anything better, anything better than what Bungie did before them. Okay? But, that's, but, that's, but that's the don't – you, Don't you understand oh, that? I get the, it. That's I, the main I, point. No, no, because if – if you were a completely constructed studio in order to maintain and pass the torch of Halo, those developers aren't getting to create what they want to create. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're, they're in charge of making the call of Correct. duty of Microsoft, right? So Halo has to be the call of duty of Microsoft. So that's your job. Go run off into the corner, my little development elves. Right. You have to make us our call of duty. And after a while, after four attempts, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, four attempts, they still can't do it. Maybe they don't want to, right? Did you ever think maybe they just don't want to? They don't want to carry the torch? Well, maybe just let it go? Right. Make another game? Well, the, now it seems like the rest of the internet has caught up to what we said for the last 18 months. Now everyone's like, 343 doesn't know what they're doing. The leadership needs to change. And so much so that Microsoft is also restructuring 343's leadership team. Uh, they also will take over the studio's head immediately. Uh, Brian uh, Coz. Hoski uh, will also become the GM of the franchise, and Elizabeth Van uh, Winks uh, will also oversee business and operations. Now, on top of that, uh, 343 is reportedly losing another longtime Halo developer. The key developer uh, for Halo Infinite is reportedly leaving the company following the departure of former Halo boss Bonnie Ross. So Bonnie Ross is also uh, going bye-bye. Uh, it, it seems like Halo itself can't get out of its own way right a lot of people are pissed off and the, the straw that broke the camel's back sarge why everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and everyone's like that's not a big deal that they're they're losing co-op right there's the split screen co-op but that's exactly what the problem is right it's it's the fact that halo came out and said years ago that they would they messed up on on five and that they would bring back split screen co-op on the next one 
And here we are. Halo Infinite is the next one. And they Goldfish said, brain. and they said, Goldfish brain. We're we're not doing it. And on on top of that, right? They said they were not doing it. And yet, Halo Infinite isn't getting split screen co op, but fans have figured out how to do it anyway, and it works perfectly fine in this, right? Which is just hilarious. Okay, so it, it's so hilarious, Sarge. That this shows to me at least that three four three doesn't know what they're doing, because if they said they can't do it. They just spent seventy billion dollars on. They're told not to. Yeah, I know that. I understand. We talked about this like two weeks ago. They just spent seventy billion dollars getting Activision, and yet they don't have the resources to dive in to make split screen co op work on Halo. And Microsoft says that Halo is not going to make or break the franchise, right? Yet they don't care because because they are just making this game. Okay, and they're just trying to sell Game Pass. That's what they're trying to do, right? I said this two weeks ago. I said, what if they were told by Microsoft? Because remember, 343 is is just the the puppet. Microsoft tells them how, how high to jump, and they take all the blame. 343 takes the blame, not That's Microsoft, correct. right? Microsoft is just this, this entity out there that hands off. They let the studios do what they need to do, but yet when they say something... And I personally think that the reason split-screen co-op is not part of it, and again, this is my speculation, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but I said two weeks ago, I said that the reason that they're not doing the split-screen co-op is because they want to sell the Flammy plan for the Game Pass, right? More people on Game Pass, they pay the extra money to get three, four accounts so they can play Halo not on one console, but on two consoles, on three consoles, on four consoles. just so you know, by the way, the difference between the $15 one and getting the family plan means instead of their pillow being $450 million a month, right. it's $600 million a month. Exactly, right? So they tell them that, look, we don't want to put split screen because if we get split screen, then we won't sell as many consoles or we won't sell That's as correct. many Xbox passes for Game Pass, right? And I don't have any proof of this. This is just my theory on, on the matter. And all the rest of the people have now finally, like, got on board here. So they woke up out of a coma. They like, weren't on board. They just came out of a coma. And, and, and all of a sudden, they're like, well, Halo Infinite, is th- it's literally going to take them 10 months to get to the next season. Right? It's been, it'll be 10 months from, in, in from case, season in to case, the next season. In case anyone doesn't understand how language works, a season is three months. Right, 12 right? weeks. Right? A it's season like, is three months, 12 weeks. If you want to do like a growing season, maybe it's like four or five months in farmer terms. But like, 10 months is not a season. That's a fucking year, okay? Right, right. Let's stop pretending yeah. that it's your season. Hey, Faye, what's going on, man? Thanks. Appreciate it. So it says Halo Infinite a Court's controversial as ongoing emphasis on the live service game, right? <clears throat> they banked this game to be a live service game, Sarge, and it's been anything but a live service. Uh, the most recent developer update on YouTube has just under 30,000 dislikes, nearly three times the amount of likes on the video. As of one year anniversary, Halo Infinite's release approaches uh, and the live service game model over features the essential of traditional Halo experience has left fans questioning if the feature of the Xbox most iconic franchise, right? Like you said it a couple months ago, Sarge, the freaking game is on the box. Thanks for becoming right? a member. Is on the box. Thank you very much. It's on the box of the system. Right. right. It's been sold. Like they literally sold Xbox 20 years ago on Halo, and now here we are where they're like, eh, 
not a make or break. So, so if Sony, if Sony put Spider Man on the PlayStation box like they did, and then didn't give a shit about Spider Man, you think that would have went over well? Right, right. They just abandoned it or whatever. Right. So, uh, so it says uh, on September first, twenty twenty two, the official Halo YouTube account posted a developer update on the month that three four three Industries head of creative Joseph Staten, uh, head of Halo Infinite live service, uh, discussing the roadmap of the game's upcoming seasons. Now, stated that the live service team's mostly important goal is achieving the seasonal, which means getting players more of them what they wanted and getting to them faster, more, consist- more consistently. Uh, most notably of the feature, though, is being added not-so-distinct future are the ones that will never come to Halo Infinite. Uh, despite promising the split-screen campaign co-op uh, would be part of Halo Infinite, Staten announced that a difficult decision is not shipped this made. Uh, this mode, sorry. Instead, resources will be focused on supporting the live service model and the new game mode for multi- uh, multiplayer. One of the most demand multiplayer modes is Infinite has, be- has been Forge, and the franchise staple has also allows players to create their own game modes. Again, this is the mentality that EA did. They're like, let's put Portal in, and uh, the, the, whole, the whole organization will just love Portal. They can make their own matches and their own things. We're, we won't even sell them a game. And that's what Halo is, right? But a year after the game comes out, they're making Forge mode, which should have been at launch. But now they're like, we have nothing. We have no idea what we're doing. So here's Forge mode. Make your own fun, right? Here's your own stuff. Right. Go, go make your own fun. Well, so, my, my question is this, though. You've already made four Halo. Is it four? Did they make four Halo games or five? I lose um, track. Four. Sometimes. This is the fourth one. They made uh, Halo Four, Halo Master or Halo Five, Master Chief, and then and then this one. Halo oh, Master. like you can't count Master Chief. They didn't make it. They well, just tried to fuck with it. They, they didn't make shit. They, they still were. They were still prompted to do something with it. Right. They they did it. Or three I, it just it just seems to me that if it okay look if if it mattered in the company if it mattered whether or not your product was good or not your job right the game would be in a different spot but because it's on this other level right you're in the corner you're told what to make you're not allowed to have creative freedom over anything we have to have this and they're told to go in the corner and go do their job right after four attempts don't you realize at this point they don't want to do it it's at this point it's got to be blatantly obvious because if not if not for the structure the money structure for microsoft currently right now I don't think that Halo would even exist. I don't even think that would be the game on the box. Honestly. Right. It, would yeah. be, it would be like a collection of games on the box and sell the Xbox with a collection of games on the box. And that way you could sell Game Pass directly from the box. As a matter of fact, I think that the next the next printing of the of the actual Xboxes before like for the new Xbox that comes out, not not the new generation system, but the update, like the the the, the updated version, I guarantee you the box changes. It won't have Halo on it. I guarantee it. Yeah, to, to me, to start a system with Halo and then 20 years later, like, not even care if the game that created all of Xbox, that put Xbox on the map. If it wasn't for Halo, Xbox would not exist. Let's, let's be right. honest, right? Would That's not right. exist if it wasn't for Halo. It'd be Nintendo and PlayStation right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, Master Chief is Mario. Right? Is is that is that character for Xbox? But yet obviously it's not even close to being Mario, but that's their brand. That was their 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 mascot. And now they don't give two craps about it. Fate in chat says that Anthem is more more uh live service game right now than Halo, which is which is sad actually. I, I actually played Anthem about a month ago with my son. It actually is a much better live service game. <laughs> And they stopped supporting it two years ago. They stopped supporting it two years ago, right? Like, what 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 happens if Disney would just get rid of Mickey Mouse? 
Like I don't oh, they, like I don't. They might do you, be trying you, that, Sarge. They might be trying. How do you that. how do you get rid of your 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 mascot, your actual anchor in the in the actual front? I don't get it, man. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> it's it's it really is it, it really is sad and ridiculous. Pat, what do you how do you feel about? Look, this is not to say that if Halo is a Halo Infinite is a terrible game or not. What Halo Infinite isn't is what Halo is. It's it's lost its identity. I said this before it came out. I said it's lost its it's lost the Halo identity. And everyone's like, "No. You don't know what you're talking about, 30." And meanwhile, now everyone's saying the exact same thing. Halo has lost its identity. 343 doesn't know what they're doing with this IP. They need to get taken away. And now Microsoft needs to take a long hard look. Game Pass might be the future. But they need to make sure that their brands, their IPs that have brought them to this point in 2022, Gears, right? Gears, right. Halo. All of these games that have brought them to this point, if it wasn't for Halo, if it wasn't for Gears, if it wasn't for these type of, of games, they would not exist today. And it, not only does this company, but other brands and IPs have to start waking up to stop destroying your original IPs. Stop shitting all over your customer base on movies, television shows, IPs, video games, and learn what got you here. You would not be Xbox. You would not be on your fourth system. You wouldn't have the Xbox, the 360, the Xbox One, and now the Series X if it wasn't for Halo, if it wasn't for these type of games. And, I, and, and they're just losing it. They don't care. They just want the bigger picture, which is want your money. And look... Businesses make money, and I get that, but they're forgetting where the money came from and what made them the money to get to the point where they can make $350 million a month off of Game Pass. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not, they're not looking at the picture going, uh, well, we could just make anything and just throw it out there. It doesn't that's really correct. matter. That, that's the mentality that's, that's, now. That's correct. We know that because they've said it out loud multiple times. They said Halo doesn't matter. They said Call of Duty doesn't matter. Right, none of these games that Blizzard makes matters, and this Blizzard. is and this is where we'll switch we'll switch now uh, to a different little uh, pattern here. Let's talk about these two gentlemen. Okay, let's talk about uh, Jim Ryan and uh, Phil Spencer. The console dads are bickering about Call of Duty. It says Jim Ryan says Microsoft Call of Duty offered an inadequate on many levels. It's not very happy about Phil Spencer either. Okay, so dispute over the future of Microsoft's own Call of Duty has taken on a little bit more. Uh, Sheen recent comments by Phil Spencer is bought by PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan trucking out a set the record straight. Now, one of the big sticking points for Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard is that Call of Duty series, one of the biggest games on the planet, has been multi-platform from the start. The original 2004 release had them even engage versions developed by Nokia. And in the recent years, ongoing at least as far back as 2018, now PlayStation owners have actually had an eager over the rest of us in the terms of getting early access to COD beta tests. Now, but Sony has expressed understandable concerns about Microsoft that could end up making Call of Duty uh, Xbox exclusive if it gains control of the series. Now, Microsoft has reportedly dismissed those concerns, most recently in a statement sent that The Verge, which Spencer and Microsoft sent a formal offer to Sony in January to guarantee Call of Duty and PlayStation will be on PlayStation, would feature the content parity uh, that at least several more years beyond the current Sony contract. Now, the offer went well beyond the typical gaming industry agreement, Spencer said at the time. Uh, he also says this sounds reasonable enough, but Spencer counterpart 
had some harsh words for the specific Microsoft pr proposition. He clearly wasn't happy that Spencer was airing the laundry out in public either. So uh, he says, I hadn't intended to comment on to understand the private business decisions, but I feel it's needed to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this to the public forum while Ryan told the game industry. Now, quote, Microsoft has only offered Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, the proposal was inadequate, he says, on many levels and failed to take the account of the impact on our gamers. Now, we want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality of, of Call of Duty experience, and Microsoft proposal undermines this principle. Now, inadequacy on, the, on many levels is about scratching as many gamers' industry corporate speech gets, especially words, intend to public consumption. But what's especially notable is the timing. Game Industry is the UK-based publication where Ryan's comment comes less than a week after the UK's competition of the marketing authority recommended in-depth investigation into Microsoft's acquisitions of Activision Blizzard. The CMA noted that Call of Duty multiple times in the summary, uh, the initial inquiry says that the investigation pointed towards Activision Blizzard's content, especially Call of Duty, as being an important and capable of making a material difference of success of a rival gaming platform. The CEM also believes that the merge could allow Microsoft to make Activision Blizzard content, including Call of Duty, exclusive to Xbox or Game Pass, or otherwise degrade its rivals' access to Activision Blizzard content, such as by dele delaying releases or imposing license prices, increasing the summary state. So, what do you make of this, Sarge? The look, Phil Spencer. I, I, I already got my shotgun loaded. Right, just, well, let well, just let me talk. Right, just, just, just let me talk. Okay. So, chat, you're involved in the conversation now, right? Because now we're, we're, we're going to be talking some serious bullshit. Here we go, right? So, somebody in chat, explain to me the difference between God of War, okay? Final Fantasy, and then Call of Duty. Go ahead, explain it to me. I, I'll, I'll, explain it to me. I'll, because explain, I'll explain it to you. All right. You, you want to talk about first-party titles. No, no, well, you can't. Whatever, you can't uh, go there, ahead. There is ahead. no, there, in my opinion, there is no comparison to Call of Duty compared to God of War, Final Fantasy, Spider-Man, uh, any, other, any other franchise. Why? Why? Because there's no other franchise like Call of Duty, which is a third party. Up to this point, is a third party yep. site. It's been yep. on all platforms across the board. For twenty yep. years, okay. All right. So, so because so, so then your defense is because a game has been out for as long as it has and is considered a staple multi-platform. If someone were to control it, it would just it would define the controlling so not, stock of the of not, the gaming companies because I'm not, of it. Ar I'm not arguing. What I'm saying is you can't make a comparison to any other game because there's no other game that's comparable to a third party size game as much as it does for the industry as Call of Duty is what I'm saying. Sony decides it owns what it owns, and if it's going to release it on multiple platforms. Square Enix doesn't want it on, on Xbox. It's only on, on PlayStation. Done deal. They own it. It's their say. Hold on, hold on one second. Okay, our, our, our audio's back. Sorry. So in case of whatever Sony does that they own and they hold it back from Xbox, <laughs> it's fine. But because now there's a purchase made of a large title, and because now they're in control of it, now all of a sudden the the, the guns go off in the air about how how unfair it is. If it, the, if Microsoft decides that they want to make Call of Duty only on Xbox, now that's a problem. Well, here's the, what I have to say about it. Well, the, the conversation. It's time to make another game. Well, the just make yeah, another game. We, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The question is, if you want to compare something, let's let's wait let's wait five years from now. Right. Five years from now, when the contract is up, right, because it's a five year contract, right? It's two years right now and three years on top of that. Phil Spencer says 
that's plenty of time. I don't think they're going to take it away from PlayStation ever because they need to make seventy Not billion. No, no, hold on a second. They, 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 they need to make seventy billion dollars back, and Microsoft would be stupid if they want to make return on investment if they took it away from PlayStation. What, what Jim Ryan is making sure is that he doesn't want them taking away anything. Even though he's saying the contract's not good enough, which it's just a contract for five years, right? And at the end of that five years, they'll renegotiate the contract. I think Bill Spencer's like, look, five years, we'll give it to PlayStation just as is, no big deal. And at the end of the five years, we'll renegotiate the contract and it might stay with PlayStation. Now, if we go five years in the future and all of a sudden Sony says, we're taking Destiny away from Microsoft. Then we can have a conversation of two comparisons of a game so beloved that was third party for at the time will be 13 years, right? Because right now it's eight. Okay, it'll be 13 years, five years from now, where if Sony decided to take Destiny and go, uh, we're taking Destiny away from Microsoft. The only way you can play Destiny is on the PlayStation Plus network. Then you can have a comparison of Call of Duty to Destiny. But as of right now, there is no game to compare what the what Call of Duty has done to the industry because it's a third party game. Up to this point, Destiny has been a third party game, and now it's a first party game. Now, I said a couple of weeks ago that if Xbox decided that they just want to stop making Call of Duty, it would be stupid. But they could go, hey, uh, Call of Duty's staying as is, but the next five years they're developing a brand new game that's not Call of Duty. They're not putting resources into Call of Duty. Call of right. Duty just goes to the wayside, and it's just like a, oh, whatever game. The next latest, greatest game that they create is called Call My Bullshit. It's a brand-new first-person shooter game. It's called Call My Bullshit, Microsoft first-party title, and it's only Bears. on Game Pass. It's Right. right. What would be the difference? And they just stopped making Call of Duty. What would be the difference? You can't exactly. tell me, you can't tell me exactly. what to do as an industry once I take it. It's my game now. Now it's a first-party title. It's been in my in my repertoire for five years under the Microsoft brand. We don't have to keep making Call of Duty. It's not a law that they have to keep making Call of Duty up to That's this point. That's correct. Right? So, they, so if everybody else wants their game, right. go make a first-person right. shooter. That's worth right. a damn. So Please go make one. So this, to me, is that they would be dumb to stop making Call of Duty on PlayStation because why would Phil Spencer not want to make money off it. Now, here's a thing that could be happening as well. There was a conversation I had on the Reforge Roundtable a couple weeks ago, and Ginger Prime brought up a, an example of he thinks that Game Pass is going to be on PlayStation. And I was like, that's not going to happen. But since, the, since that time, which is about a month ago, I thought about it and I said, well, Microsoft could be like, hey, at the end of this five years, PlayStation loses loses Call of Duty, and Phil Spencer says, hey, you can have Call of Duty on PlayStation, but you have to have it through Game Pass yeah. that's and on so the we PlayStation. Get a, and we get a piece, and we get a piece. Right. And we okay. get a piece. Now, then it would be in the ball, it would be in the court of PlayStation to deny, okay, and it's not Xbox denying them, because Xbox is opening the door saying, hey, look, you can still have Call of Duty, but if you want Call of Duty, you have to have it on Game Pass, and the Game Pass has to be on PlayStation. And Jim Ryan would have to be like, uh, we're not going to do that because we don't want your games on our system, right? But the landscape of the industry right now will be completely different than it is right now than five years from now, which is why I think they have 
a three-year extension on top of the two years, which makes it five years because the gaming industry is going to be a completely different landscape. And why sign a 10-year deal when you could just do a three-year to five-year deal and then renegotiate it when it time comes, right? Again, I don't think Phil Spencer is going to stop Call of Duty on PlayStation because he would be an idiot. Because let's just say... Because it's 48% of the market is on PlayStation for Call of Duty. So if they sell 30 million copies a year, let's do some easy quick math. If they do 30 million copies a year for Call of Duty, and they sell almost a Call of Duty... Million, right, almost 50 million Let's just copies. say 15 million, and let's say they make a Call of Duty every year, which we know they're not anymore. But let's say they make a Call of Duty every year for five years. Okay, that's 15 million times five, right? That's $75 million, or 75 million copies of Call of Duty. At 70 bucks... It's what two point one billion dollars. Well, that they still have to make sixty eight billion dollars back, and that's five years later. They want to make their money back, right? So them taking away Call of Duty from PlayStation just doesn't make sense. But what does make sense is the contract three years on top of the two, which is five to renegotiate. They don't want to have this scenario happen where all of a sudden, just like what's happening right now, where they're they bought certain companies like Bethesda. And Bethesda signed a deal with PlayStation, like Deathloop and Tokyo, uh, and they had to keep those contracts in progression until it comes over. Phil Spencer doesn't want that. He wants to make sure that, okay, look, we'll keep it going up until this point, but then we'll have to renegotiate. And Jim Ryan's, as a businessman, he's a smart businessman, because if he wasn't putting up a fight, you would think, well, why the fuck are you not fighting for this? You should be fighting for this, which he has every right that he's doing correctly. Again, I think he's making a bigger stink of it because he thinks he might lose it, and I don't think he's going to lose Call of Duty. But again, Sony will not bat an eye to just do the exact same thing with Destiny. Will not bat an eye because, again, now to your example, Sarge, going to first-party titles, right? There's no problem when it's exclusive content for them but not for the others, right? No one has a problem when Sony does it, but when Xbox well, does it, everyone's like, oh, Xbox, what are you doing? Well, let's not forget, Destiny. Destiny's thing closes out soon. The end of that whole part of the game finally closes out. So if they decide to make a D3, right. and it's only on PlayStation, am I going to start crying? No, they have the right to do it. They own it. They can do whatever they want. That's the whole point. Right, right. Look, I, I, I feel that if there's contracts in place now and he's adding three years on top of that, I think that's pretty fucking fair, to be honest. I know people look at this and go, well, Phil Spencer's lying and, 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 and whatnot. But as again, would, if you look at Jim Ryan and say, well, would he be a good businessman if he didn't fight for it? But then you have to flop it back to Phil. Would Phil be a good business person if, if he didn't make a added contract on top of the something and just say, oh yeah, good, Sony, don't worry about it. You've indefinite for Call of Duty for the rest of the, of, of, of the life of Call of Duty. Like, no. You can't say Jim Ryan is a good businessman and Phil Spencer isn't. When Phil Spencer's doing what's right for the company for him and Jim Ryan is doing what's right for the company for him, right? Obviously, they don't align. Jim Ryan's upset that the contract's not good enough and Phil Spencer's like, hey, look, man, we don't know what that, where, the, where the thing's going to be in five years, but Phil knows. Phil knows where the future is with Game Pass and all these other games coming out. I Look, I don't like exclusivity. Just don't like it. But I totally get it if PlayStation says, hey, we're the owners of Bungie now, 
And uh, you can only play Destiny on PlayStation in the future, right? Destiny 3, when it comes out, uh, is on PlayStation only, right? You can play on PlayStation only. I even said the these battling subscription services are going to happen where they take certain games yes. where it comes out, where if you get the yes. service, it'll be... PlayStation's yes. doubling down, tripling down on live service games on their platform, right? And Call of Duty is... They need that until... They make the games for live service games for their system, right? They need Call I, of Duty. I do not believe for one moment that the gaming li games as a service system is, a, is going to work. They cannot keep up. They right. cannot do it. It's been proven already. They cannot do this. No matter what, who, how many teams they put on it, Bungie did the same thing. They had to pull three teams to be able to pump out the one that they had pumped out, the, yeah. the, 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 the ice one. But the hell, I, can't, I, don't, I don't even remember the name anymore, right? You don't want to talk about the, the the one before the Witch Queen, the one before that one. Oh, right? uh, they need they need to call Beyond hands Light, on Light. They, they they had to call hands on deck. So we know you can't keep up. So what 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 is the business model, right? It's a seventy dollar game now, and you have a store, and you're kind of like Game Pass, right. but you want to have certain games as a service, but nobody gets anything. Your seasons are eleven months long. Like what are you what are you talking about? Look, right. Once again. I want the shirts. Make a game, sell a game. Yeah. I want the shirts. Okay, so I want them. Duplass said, they even said when Activision acquisition started, they would keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Yeah. Like, I don't think, even after the five years, I don't think Phil's going to take away Call of Duty when they can make another game and keep it away from PlayStation. You see what What's, I'm saying? First of all, it doesn't matter who has it. It's a matter if the studio is making Call of Duty, keep making shitty Call of Duty games, and destroy the game but, themselves. But that's another okay. thing, right? Because Call of Duty, we know, is coming now, going to be an a, a, a every two-year thing, okay? So PlayStation's fighting for five years, which is two Call of Duty two games. games. Two games. Not five, two. Two. Okay? Right. So, again, I, I don't think Phil Spencer is uh, is going to take away anything from PlayStation. And, again... The industry is so wild that Apex Legend wasn't here five years ago, That's right? Correct. Fortnite wasn't here seven years ago. The landscape changes dramatically. Drastically. Okay. So to say that Call of Duty will be the juggernaut and powerhouse it is right now, five years from now or beyond? No idea. You have no idea. We're all thinking right now because we're living today going, if they take away Call of Duty, that's just, that's just a dick move. And... Again, Call of Duty might be on its last leg. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's big, uh, but Microsoft is has Halo, and they don't give a shit about that. Maybe this will just be a, yet another, who cares? Again, they've already said it. Call of Duty is not going to make or break. Not one, not one IP from Activision is going to really pull people away from buying a PlayStation. They, that's their words, not ours, right? They said that. None of the games Blizzard makes is big anyway. It's not going to change anyone from buying one console to the next. That's, but but that's, Microsoft's that, not in for that, that is, right? Okay, but that's a bad seed to plant into gamers, especially young gamers. You are basically telling people who are getting into gaming right now, don't worry about these titles that you think you're all high and mighty. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because everyone's going to get to play all the games they want anyway. Like that's how they're That's how they're trying to sell it. They're trying to sell it. The games don't matter. Well, if the games don't matter, then why is Sony so coveted about holding on to these products? Right. Why is it so difficult? You would just hire another studio to make a different game. Right. You would make something else. Why is everybody holding on to Call of Duty like it's the Holy Grail? Call of Duty is not the Holy Grail. It's FIFA. FIFA is the Holy Grail. <laughs> like that's that's the moneymaker. 
So I don't understand why the argument is even based on this game that's in the shitter right now. Yeah, but no sense. Uh, Duplis, uh, to say that he changed his mind on backwards compatibility, look, you're allowed to change your mind, right? You're allowed to change your mind, especially if you're running a multi-billion dollar business where not even the people, I, I, don't think the, I don't think it's the people, like the gamers that changed his mind. I think the gamers said something and then the, the, the uh, investors look at it and go, um, should, maybe we should look into this backwards compatibility. And sure, the gamers changed that, the investors' minds, but he's in it for the money, not for the consumers. Don't, let's not get this, let's not get this uh, uh, changed here where you think that Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer are like your uncles. Maybe they are your uncle. Okay, and they're and they're in your corner where they're going to do things because you think it's good for the consumer, right? These two are CEOs of companies to make money for the business and for the investors that are invested in the business. Okay, they don't give two shits what me and Sarge or all of you think because we're not in the investors. Now, if you're an investor and you go, "Hey, uh, what are you going to do to make us more money? And they said, well, these are the moves we're going to make. And they're like, great, that's what I want to hear, Jim Ryan. Great, Phil, that's what I want to hear. And there are people that are invested in Sony that are also invested in Microsoft, and they're playing each other. That's the way business works. So let's not get it confused that these two are your best friend in any way, shape, or form. These are big billion, trillion-dollar conglomerates that are looking to make money and they're going to change their mind to make the money they need to make, right? Because Unicron's got to eat, right? You got you to keep eating. And when you get bigger, you gotta, you're, you're more hungry. You got to just keep on eating because you got to make more, more stuff come in to keep the wheels moving around, right? So going from that, exclusives, let's talk about this, right? Now, this is not the same thing, but this makes me laugh because Hogwarts Legacy, PlayStation exclusive content has strange timing. The state of play revealed that the Hogwarts Legacy is getting exclusive content on PlayStation, which ties into recent Call of Duty controversy. Okay. In, uh, in somewhat expected turn of events yesterday, the state of play presentation revealed that the Avalanche po uh, Porky Games and WB Interactive Hogwarts Legacy will have exclusive content coming to PlayStation on launch because of the upcoming Harry Potter-inspired open-world game was first revealed in PlayStation Showcase from September of 2020. Now, players have since been wondering if it would end up including content only available for Sony's platform, and now it's apparent that it will. Hogwarts Legacy will have an exclusive questline called the ha Haunted uh, Hogsmeade Shop that will allow players to delve in spooky dungeon and claim that the shop for themselves, and will also be able to access the best prices in the whole game. Not only that, but the PlayStation exclusive content also includes a recipe for renowned Felix uh, uh, Potion, which also in the game will let players see gear chests on mini maps while exploring Hogwarts and the surrounding area. Now, the problem is that all of this will only become accessible to other platforms exactly a year after Hogwarts Legacy launches in February of 2024. But this is revelation, uh, this revelation comes in strange timing recently in a non-amicable uh, exchange with comments between Microsoft's Phil Spencer and Sony's Jim Ryan discuss the fate of Call of Duty as a franchise after Activision acquisition goes through. Microsoft's part of Jim Ryan spoke about how inadequate the gatekeeping players on different platforms. Okay. So, however, these comments stir a rather big controversy amongst fans, considering that Sony owns Legacy has been built 
on expanding its portfolio with small-scale acquisitions to have increasingly high number of PlayStation exclusive games. So here you are, Sarge. Uh, we've seen these before in the past. They did it with Call of Duty. They did it with Destiny in the past where they, they got uh, a strike, some weapons, and, and whatnot. And then a year later, we got the strike. And we're like, hey, is this brand new content? No, nah, it's not it's new to us, but it's a, a year old. Here's, here's from a company that doesn't like exclusives, doesn't want to be left out because of exclusives. And yet here we are, Hogwarts, probably one of the most anticipated games of this year slash next year. Uh, and now... PlayStation gets the exclusive for one full year to get extra stuff inside the game, better shops, find more things. That's bullshit. That's anti-gamer. Right? And don't, let's not forget the strike that the strike that PlayStation got on Destiny, we never really got until 2 years later. We didn't get that strike until 2 right. years later right. when they released another 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 uh, DLC. Was it, was it two years? I think it was two years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, we didn't get that strike. We, and when we finally got it, no one gave a shit. Right. right? That's when we got it. We didn't I give think a they, shit. I think they went on to Destiny 2, and then they finally added it into Destiny 1 or some shit. I forget what yeah, it was. That's how long, that's how long the, the gap was. That's correct. Right? So <clears throat> what, what is this complaints about? This is, this is why it's, it's hypocrisy at the highest level, man. Right? Especially stuff like this. This is completely anti-gamer. When you when one platform gets a, a section of the game removed that you only get for that system, that's anti-gamer. Yeah, I, I think stuff like this is look. I I totally get exclusives. If you have if you have God of War and it's first party title and it's your game, all day long, have have your exclusiveness right. But when you have a third party game like this, third party now Call of Duty's third party now, but when it's first party later, they can do what they want with it because it's theirs at that point. Now, if Sony comes out and says, hey, we bought Portkey and now it's our game and they want to make it exclusive, cool. But it's not. It's a third-party game. It's across multiple platforms. To give the exclusive and to be one year. Now, if you're, if you're PlayStation, you get it one month beforehand. I think that's actually a pretty good head start considering people want to play a game on day one. Okay, and if they pre-order on PlayStation and they had a month head start where they could have these things on PlayStation, I think that's well more than enough to have the exclusive. But one year is just ridiculous, right? And to to look at this and say one thing where hey, where's hey, where's your Spider Man, bro? Right, right. Where's your where's your Spider Man for right. your Marvel's game? Where's your Spider Man, bro? Right, right. And 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 I think this is more indicative of selling consoles than a game being exclusive to one one console because if you look at it Microsoft didn't pay for Marvel's Avengers and Sony did and they got Spider-Man. Spider-Man is on Sony and Sony for only that's it. And more people bought Marvel's Avengers on PlayStation than they did on Xbox or PC. It's just a known fact. That's what it is, right? So same thing that happens with any other exclusive. If it's on PlayStation and it's exclusive on them, people that have a PlayStation or going to buy a PlayStation, if they get bonus stuff, they're going to buy the games on PlayStation than they would on Xbox. That's just the way it is. And I think the third-party thing is, is, should be off-limits. But at the same time, you can't blame the developers for taking the money because they're looking to make money, right? You're like, well, Hogwarts wanted to make some extra cash from PlayStation. PlayStation wanted that exclusiveness. Now, it would be funny to me because you would see Jim Ryan flip a complete 180 if all of a sudden they get the they get the exclusive right for one year, but all of a sudden Xbox says, "Oh, 
Well, if you play now, it's not happening. But if you get play Hogwarts on play on uh, on Game Pass, you can play this early, and you get this bonus. Now you're looking at it, going, "Wait, wait a minute! If I pay seventy dollars, I have I get early access, and I can play one year on PlayStation for this content. But if I play on Xbox, I don't have to play anything. I pay fifteen bucks a month, and I can play Hogwarts. Now that would be fucking funny because then you would see Sony." Be like, what the hell? You can't put it on Game Pass. It's undermining what we're doing over here on Sony, right? Like, it's just stupid. Like, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. I don't like this. Chat, I don't, what do you like? Do you like this? Do you not like this? Let us know in the comments section down below. In a, in a perfect world, if you own the IP, you do what you want with it. I'm very sorry to say. You own the IP. Right. You get to do with what you want. Third-party bribes that allow only certain systems to get it because you bribe the devs in order for you to get the exclusive content and the other one doesn't get it, out, out the door, right? Not allowed. Should not be allowed, right? Because it's anti-gamer, period, right? And if we're going to cry, and then once again, if we're going to cry about there not being a game fitting into the box that we want it to fit in, then none more of this bullshit exclusiveness. No more Madden exclusive. No more FIFA exclusive. No more EA gets to make Star Wars games exclusive. All this nonsense. No more exclusives, right? The right. devs get to make the games they want. The investors invest in the, into the devs that are going to make the game, and then they release it, and that's the end of it. None of this exclusive nonsense, bro, because it's completely anti-gamer at this point. It's supposed to all be about the fans, right? right? It's supposed to be about all the community, right? Right. But what it really is, is I'm trying to get a bigger slice of the pie before you can do anything about it. That's basically what's happening, right? Otherwise, when was the last time you heard anyone in the upper echelons of the gaming industry cry about somebody having something that the other guy didn't have? Right. Right. They were all doing it, right? Final Fantasy, God of War, Halo, Gears on this side. No one cried. They they got their own shit, right? If you don't if, if you don't have the tool in your tool chest, then you go out and get one, right? You don't have a first person shooter, you go make one. That's how it works. Yeah, I can. I there are seven first person shooters coming out. Seven, yeah. right? World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. Like, what what were they saying? If you can't have it, you can go make it. But for them to stand on top of the hill screaming, oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna change the market by getting Call of Duty. If you think Call of Duty is the linchpin in the gaming industry, there's something seriously wrong with you. Do you know how shitty Vanguard was? Right? I think what the real reason is is because they know it's on mobile, yeah. like Koo Joker said, right? And mobile means global, baby. Mobile means right. everybody. Well, everybody. That, that's another thing. If you look at Sony has to pay for exclusivity because, again, Microsoft's not playing the same game as Sony. Sony wants people to buy PlayStation and keep buying games on PlayStation. And Microsoft doesn't care about their games. Like like Krebsy said, he says they could have they could have invested in, in Hogwarts and had something else. But Xbox is like, nah, we're good. Because we're not selling that. What they're selling is Game Pass, right? That's what they're selling. Sony is selling exclusivity. They're they're developed it towards gamers. They're like, hey, you're a good gamer. Come play our God of War. Come our play our things. Here, come get these exclusive from Marvel. Come get exclusive from Harry Potter. Like that's the game they have to play because they're not playing the same game. They think they are, but they're not. Okay.
again, when you have a backer of a trillion dollar company and you have a backer of a billion dollar company, it's com completely different, right? Completely different. Yes, Microsoft is this big conglomerate for other things, but they literally have an enormous amount of money. And now what Windows was doing, printing money for Microsoft in general, Game Pass is that operating system for the video game side of it. And they're just printing yes. money every month where yes. they can do what they want, expand. And right now you look at Microsoft and it might not seem that they have a lot of stuff going on, but wait, five years from now, seven years from now, again, the landscape will be completely different than it is right now. So we'll see what happens. Switching from that, let's go to the next topic, which is the Disney Plus Marvel Star Wars game show, whatever happened, uh, Disney Showcase, they showed off Avatar. Now, not many people know this, but Avatar, they bought the rights to. So Avatar is a Disney uh, IP now. Well, they have a whole park based on it, so I would well, assume so. Well, no, they that was before. They made a contract with, with, with uh, James Cameron. But now, now they actually own, because they bought uh, Fox and MGM, and they, they own fucking everything, right? So they showed off this Avatar Reckoning MMORPG shooter. Okay, now you look at this and you're like, well, what the hell is this Avatar game? And let me see if I can they show it. Um, I, don't, I won't show it there. But anyway, they, they came out with a Avatar game. I'll show you the screenshot here. This is what the Avatar game. Now, this is a mobile game. A mobile game. Excuse me one second. Now, as part of the D3 Marvel Disney Showcase presentation, in-game in footage of the MMORPG Avatar Reckoning has shown... For a very first time, announced earlier this year, and they're also this is a different game. Sarge, this is not the Avatar game that was supposed to the Avatar Frontiers game. This is a completely separate Avatar game. Okay, the idea of Avatar Reckoning came from a developer of a uh, a Chinese mobile game developer. Most recent release uh, in Noah's Heart is an open world fantasy MMORPG. It features full character creation, a story campaign, and action game uh, gameplay. And Avatar Reckoning will be trading the action combat for third-person shooting. And there's also no indication it's open world, but it does show that the, uh, that the veteran team uh, for mobile RPG, MMORPG experience. Now, the trailer for Avatar Reckoning features a mix of in-game cinematic and gameplay. The story seems inspired by the first Avatar movie, which has featured a human becoming an operator uh, and the Na'vi human hybrid avatar as such. The uh, visiting another planet, interacting with the Na'vi... Also wielding human guns and wearing human clothing. Progression in the MMORPG will involve upgrading these guns and, equ and, and equipment with the trailer hitting uh, in the D Division-esque uh, arsenal for players to wield. Let me see if this is the actual... Now, this is a whole bunch of stuff. stuff I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. See if I can find it real fast. Just so you can see the gameplay. It's real fast. Yeah, this looks like a PlayStation 2 game, okay? This looks like PlayStation 2. There's going to be an events and going on and whatnot. The graphics don't look great, but this is a mobile game. This is a mobile game MMORPG of Avatar. Because they needed, they, they needed their war zone. Right. They, they needed their, Disney needed their war zone. Right, so they're, they're, they're trying to uh, push this out there. And look, this is shit. Let's just call it what it is this is this is garbage that they're putting out there 
this is this might be a popular game, but I'll be honest, Avatar wasn't a very like super pop. It made a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but not a lot of people are like, oh man, I can't wait to play Avatar, right? Like, this is an MMO shooter RPG. Would you rather play this or would you play, rather play a, a traditional MMO, right? There's there's a, a a dozen that you could just throw your hat into at any time. Uh, so what do you think, Sarge, of of the Reckoning, Avatar: The Reckoning, which I think is a bad choice of name because it's, this thing's gonna get wrecked. This, this thing's is, gonna get wrecked. But the fact that it takes this long to make an, a sequel for Avatar is the same reason why it takes this long to make a game for Avatar, and they both should have done it. Should have just let it stop right there. This is the second Avatar game. Yeah, but the first one never out. released. It never really released. No, it's coming it, out this it, year, or now it got delayed till next year. The Frontier, right, delayed. Whatever it is. Right, right, right. I, I don't know, chat. What do you what do you guys think about Avatar? I mean, I'm not I'm not interested, honestly. I, yeah, it's I don't a, it's care. a mobile game, right? That's that's what it is. I'm not I'm not playing video games like that on my phone. I'm just not doing it. I right? I I personally think, from a gamer's perspective, obviously they're in the business to make money and microtransactions and 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 whatnot. I'm sure they're going to make some money. But as a popular game that everyone's like, what are you playing this weekend? Oh, I'm playing some Avatar Reckoning. I don't think this is going to happen. This this thing is a uh, in and out less than six months. It, it'll it'll be gone. You won't even hear from this thing. Again. Well, no, give it eighteen months because the movie's coming out. Uh, all right. Eight, you got to right. give it eighteen months. All right, I'll give it twelve months because everybody's everybody's head swims with the new Avatar. Right, you're right. You're right. I, I say it all the time. If you uh, watch the movie, uh, you want to play the game. Play the and, game. And whatnot. Yeah. I think this is going to be. Uh, all right. So let's let's put in the big book of bull. 18 months from release date. This mobile game uh, comes in 2024. Does it? Does this one come out in 2024? So it comes out in between. Oh, well, here you are. Wait, now, here's a good thing. You just said it, Sarge. There's three Avatar movies, four, five Avatar movies coming out. Five over the next 10 years. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Every two years. A- Avatar Avatar didn't have a sequel. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's the Friday the 13th yeah, series. Yeah, so we're, we're getting one this year. We're getting one in 2024, 2026, 2028. That's uh, two, three, four, and five, I think, is what, Disney, what's Disney's happening. Banking, Disney's banking on this Avatar thing, huh? I totally forgot about the whole Avatar coming out. This action game might have more legs than I think it does, even for an MMORP. Well, this is it why... doesn't have legs. It doesn't have legs. It has crutches. Well, it doesn't have legs. It's a, it's it a, live, ser- it's a live service MMO, obviously, because it's MMO, so it's live service. And I think this is going to actually have more legs than we think. And if it's and if it works out well, they'll port it over to the consoles. Uh, it'll go hand in hand. If the movies keep making money, the game will hang around. Yeah, I stay, if the I, suck. I, game goes. I, away. I'll stand corrected. This is going to be around for a bit. I'm not playing it because I, I don't want to play mobile games like that, especially the graphics. The graphics to me, I'm just. I want to play PlayStation Two. I'll go play PlayStation Two or. Uh, so yeah, Avatar Reckoning. Let me know in the comment section down below. Are you excited? For Avatar Reckoning, let us know in the comments. Uh, another story that I think is interesting is that uh, uh, Ninja, the the streamer Ninja, right? He came out and had a breakdown like two weeks ago and said, I don't know if I could stream anymore. And everyone's like, it's a ploy for something. And then sure enough, on the ninth last week, he came out and said, I'm streaming everywhere. Okay. And you're like, what? What the hell does that mean? So apparently, uh, and chat, tell me if I'm wrong, and comment section down below, let me know if I'm wrong. 
he didn't get renewed on Twitch. So his contract ended. They took his sub button away or whatnot. Now, just Ooh. again, we talk about five years ago. This man was the most popular person on the planet, right? You like him or not, he was the most popular person on the planet. He put Fortnite and he put video games on the map on Jimmy Fallon and in football and New Year's and all this other stuff. Like he was the spokesperson for video games at that point. Okay. He was the most famous person on the planet. Okay. So he says, I'm I'm streaming everywhere. Now I I, I want to say I, I've been streaming everywhere for years. I streamed on Facebook and uh, we tried Twitter and and we tried Mixer and uh, and we did it all at the same time at certain times, right? We tried all these things. He's streaming on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, uh, and uh, it's like seven platforms. Okay, like yeah, it's like seven different platforms. He now this works for him, okay? Because he's so known and 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 he can do this. What I'm asking you, Sarge, is how can someone, right? Because I have, when I did YouTube and Twitch at the exact same time, I had two streams going, two, two chats going, okay? And it's hard when you have, because, and then people are confused. They're like, who are you talking to? He's a thousand times more popular, right? 10,000 times more popular than me. And how is he going to stream on seven different platforms and, and concentrate on making content for all seven at the exact same time? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's just like being. It's like being syndicated. You you're, you do the show and you pick and choose who you're going to interact with. It's not a big deal. Does he? Talk, you're making it. You're making. Does he talk to chat at all? Does he talk to chat you're, at all? You're making it sound like he's being. He's playing favorites or not playing favorites or people are going to get personable. Like when you when you're that well known and people are talking to you, you're going to pick and choose. Like you can't be watching all the chats if it's you. You would go crazy, especially after you said he just went crazy and then came back from crazy. Like and, and let's and let's be honest. Does he have to stream? I, I don't think so. He's, no, he's, he's well no, off. he does he, not. He, he's well he off. does not have to stream. He could turn off his TV, smash everything with a hammer, disappear on an island somewhere, and never stream again. So this whole thing about coming out, I gotta stream. Like it sounds to me like an addiction. Is yeah, what it sounds I, like to me because the whole goal in life is to hit enough money to where you don't have to work anymore. And this cocksucker has way more money than he needs to work anymore. And he goes, "Hey, you know what, guys? I need to go back to work." Like, yeah. This Something is wrong. This is what I think. He, wrong. This is what I think he's doing, right? I don't think he's comic in chat. Even says, "What's going on, comic?" Says that he's not. He doesn't talk to chat now. This is this is genius on his part because it's about the advertisers. That's all it is. And if you're on seven platforms, and you have let's say seven thousand on one platform, a thousand on the other, ten thousand on this, and let's say he's got a hundred thousand people watching him across seven platforms. Okay, the advertisers look at that, and he can make. He can make uh, $30,000 on Twitter. On the same advertiser, he can make a million dollars off of, let's say, YouTube or uh, off Instagram, right? So he has advertisers on seven different platforms, all giving him money live, right? And then he, he could make money from, from people watching him as well, and then the subscribers or the donations or whatever. But the advertisers, I think, is where it comes in, where this stream is sponsored by... Boom, 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 boom across seven different platforms. The dude's gonna make bank. He's gonna make a bank because the potential of Already eyeballs. Already made yeah, bank. Well, now he's gonna make more bank. Okay, because he's putting himself in a position that nobody else. Now, what I like to know is, if this catches on, do you think all of a sudden all these streamers start to do the exact same thing as him? Obviously, I think they will. 
And do you think it'll catch on, or do you think it'll be like a flash in the pan type of thing? But I don't know. It happened for. I couldn't make an attempt on that. I mean, maybe. But like, who has who has the same pull as him? Uh, I would say like a, a Doctor Disrespect or Tim the Tapman or Doctor Lupo, uh, the people that I know off like, that are the same type of. Uh, yeah, but I don't think they're in the same category, honestly, man. Oh, I, just I don't. don't know. Ninja's not as popular as he was. If, if this was 2018, I agree with you. No one can touch him. But now. He's not the same person. No, he was. I mean, no, I mean that the people that you named, I don't think they're the same kind of caliber person to want to do that. They don't care. Well, they don't I, care. I'll agree with you because Doctor Disrespect is more. He's not taking the same clientele as Ninja. Ninja's a very known as a very whole. Like you go to Target, and his shirts and underwear and pajamas and Nerf guns and and toys kids. are on the shelf. Right, kids. He's got kids. Right, the kids He's got are kids. there. Where Doctor Disrespect doesn't want those type of kids. Not saying they don't watch him. I'm just saying that that's not the same type of clientele. So you're, you're probably right. Ninja's top 1.1% streamers. Uh, the larger uh, make majority money up from sponsors. Sure. But they're only making sponsorship if they're on Twitch from Twitch, right? Or from YouTube. He is now monetizing himself across seven different platforms at the exact same time, which is pretty, which is pretty freaking, uh, you know, pretty big. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know there's Q, uh, XQC and, and there's other, other people like um, Ludwig and, and, and stuff like that. Even Asmogold pulls in a lot of people. Uh, what I'm saying is there's a, there, there's a completely different uh, base where some of those people might not have the same pull as Ninja on these other platforms. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I just thought it was interesting that he's streaming... On seven different platforms, you know, seven different platforms. That's insane. Um, let me see here. Uh, what other other things we have? Okay, so Gotham Knights, Gotham Knights. Uh, this this shows this this, this game, man. <laughs> <laughs> this game. You guys are walking around with a Woody for this game. No, I can't believe not... after all all you guys have seen over the years, you guys are still walking around. I'm not, with a Woody I, for I don't this have game. a Woody. I I had to play it because of what it is. I'm I'm not excited about it. Right, so. There's a game mechanic that's happening in Gotham Knights, Sarge, and I want to get your take on it, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Gotham Knights, okay, let me, let me play this video. It says, the key Gotham Knight is that it's not going to have, it's going to have a, not a continuous day-night cycle, okay? Rather, the entire game is set over consecutive nights. We don't know how many nights, but consecutive nights. It says, crimes in Gotham Knights come in many forms, okay? And all more you foil, the more you'll learn about the crimes to come. Okay, there's going to be some crimes that are uh, predetermined by whoever it was like in that that that's happening. So like if you fight it, going to co uh, commit the day before. So so, for instance, let's say day one, when you complete a night of crime fighting, let's say there's 10 crime fighting things on day one when you first start the game. You decide in your game, Sergeant, you only do five. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm fucking done with this. I don't I don't feel like playing. They, they feel all the same. And you move on, right? You, you end the day, the night cycle. You go to the day cycle. And then the next night cycle comes on. There's brand new 10 events that are different than the 10 events from the night before. There, and they won't be the same. Okay, so they say. Do you think this is an interesting game mode? Or do you think this is just a full of shit mode? And what I mean by this is, remember Watch Dogs? Where they said that 
you could choose anybody in the game and everyone's different and everyone goes and picks the old lady and then they do the exact same thing you know what i mean there's it seems like there's a lot of choice but there really isn't right in this game there's 10 let's say there's 10 battles at night you only do five someone else does eight someone does all 10 do you think this is fomo type of thing do you think this is kind of bullshit type of thing what what type of thing do you think this is uh, after all the reading I've done about this game, I, I believe what that is is manufactured FOMO to give the illusion that the game's randomness is, is more of a feature than it is. So, like, in, for instance, let's say there was your 10, your 10 missions, right? Well, day one. Like, so let's, let's say it's uh, three robberies, Three bank robbery, uh, three robberies, right, a carjacking, three, three yeah. carjackings, and uh, four kidnappings. Let's oh, just say. Right. Okay. Let's just let's just say. Right. So my question now becomes: If I don't do X number on that night, and I wait another day, and those are not there anymore, do you think I I have this fear of missing out? Like I don't know if that that mission that you had that night one is going to be the same mission on night three or four because I never picked it. Like, how do you know? You wouldn't know. Now right. the crazy person who's going to play the game, who hears shit like this, is going to do all the missions and write them down. And then the next night, do them all again until he finds out the pattern of when they start repeating and then he goes, this is bullshit. Right. right? Well, that's because, not, that because was, nobody, yes, yes. because nobody, yeah. nobody's going to come out and say, ooh, get ready, guy. We're going to have so many missions for you to do in crime fighting <laughs> yeah. that yeah. you're not going to be able to keep track. Or And if you might miss out on something, then you're going to have to restart with a different guy and play again. Like, get the fuck yeah, out of here i don't right? think that's gonna a happen mission is a mission right if you did it you did it if you don't you don't and i guarantee you that comment from that person is gonna come back to haunt them when the guys start for, playing it's, the game. it's from ign it's from ign yeah so so what i think is funny it, perfect that you said you brought it up yeah let's just say it's a random event that happens like even in spider-man okay even in spider-man that happens like if you do the carjacking thing someone guy stole a car and you have to jump on top of the car and you have to you have to jump from one window to the next and then dodge this the thing and then st stick the door and rip the door off rip the other door off then catch the car and like you do that over and over and over even spider-man does that the way they're promoting this game they're just like you said they're they're telling you that everything's going to be different so if there's 10 missions in the in day one, and let's say you do all 10, and then day two, another 10 show up, you're telling me that the 10 that show up day two are going to be completely different in every way, shape, or form than day one. And then when you get to night 10, those are going to be completely different than in day one, two, three, four, five. I, I don't know. I call BS. My belief, I call BS. My belief, my belief system is they're going to change the vocabulary. And so they're not going to call it a fetch quest anymore. They're going to call it something else. And that, and that way, you don't feel like you're fetching anything. Yeah, I don't know. That's... Listen, listen it's, it's all talk until an actual gamer plays the game. And when I say actual gamer, I mean somebody outside the review process. It, it... No IGN, no gamer, game, inf game informer. Anybody who, anybody who plays a game for a review, I don't give a shit what they say. An actual gamer plays that game. They'll let you know. It, it says here, unlike the game's checkpoint story missions, if you fail a crime, okay, if you fail a crime, there's no opportunity to replay that exact situation again. Oh, there's. I, <laughs> I miss it forever. Yeah. 
going to be walking around says, with guilt. It says it's all part of the superhero learning process. Okay, once you end the night, crimes are reset. Okay, uh, and and then the night is over, and the crimes you didn't solve. Got goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> I got, I got goosebumps. Continue I got goosebumps. unbaited, and now you're in the situation Ooh. where you'll uh, continue. It says where you'll uh, you can look at what's coming up for the next night. Okay, so maybe you've collected enough clues, and that you're going on. All this, all this is saying to me is, look, there's five missions to do. Don't want to miss out those five missions because you could miss something. Even though when you do it, you're really gonna miss really nothing. There might be something. Right. Bomo. Yeah. Exactly. Bomo. Right? So instead of come back Bomo. and play the game tomorrow, Bomo. it's a make Bomo. sure you play every single mission because if you miss it, you are not going to be able to do it, and then you're going to have to play it again. Like you said, Sarge, you have to play another playthrough and make sure you play all 192 missions. Yep. Different with a different right. character. And it each could character. be different with the character. Exactly. Because they exactly. want you playing that game as long as you can. Why? Because we want to see those numbers, Bob. Yeah. We want to see those Sur Survey says <laughs> FOMO. Yeah. So I think it's a different type of FOMO that they're putting into the game. And look, if the loop is there. If it's fun. Yes. If the loop if is there, fun. it's fun. Sure. Now, Comic in chat says this game does look boring and repetitive. So it'll, we'll see what the replay value is when it, when it comes out. In just a couple of weeks. Again, we haven't seen too much of it, and it's right around the corner. I can't wait. Right? So we're, we're I'm, getting my bottle, I'm getting my bottle of scotch ready. We're playing it on this channel, and it could be a yeah, it's pretty good. Or it could be holy shit. Here we are once again, folks, at Marvel 2.0. We'll see. We'll see what happens when it comes out. Uh so brain says, so what the fuck are you going to uh during the day if you only fight crime at night? So you go to the Belfry, which is like your home base, and, and there's gonna be like storytelling mechanics, uh cutscenes to so you learned more about the characters that you're playing, right? The day the night the day is gonna tell you about got them goosebumps, get right. so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna learn about criminals, and then that's, I'm gonna go fight them. That's right. Woo! You're gonna learn. Goosebumps. It might be a cool thing. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, tax evasion. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. Um, one of the other stories I want to talk about, Sarge. This is um, this is kind of weird. This is not really a gaming story. I had this conversation just maybe about a month ago about how there's computers that are software out there that is making art, right? We did some live on stream where I typed in a couple of names, chat, drew stuff on, on, on stream. They, they called out some stuff. I, I put it into an algorithm, and the algorithm created artwork for us live on the air, okay? So, which brings us to this next story, okay? Human uses AI to win art competition, fooling judges and angrily actual artists. Now, I said this would happen. I said, if you start doing this, it'll be indistinguishable from if a, if a person made it compared to an AI made it. And I said, this will completely ruin art because just like the cell phone made everyone a director and a photographer and, and an idiot and, and an idiot. Right. What this program is doing, okay, is completely changing the landscape of what an artist is and 
an art art is 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 subjective, right? You could look at anyone that draws a stick figure and say, "Oh, it's a beautiful piece of art." But this completely changes the landscape of art because art people that are actually talented at art, okay, used to draw beautiful things and you would be, "Oh, wow, it's amazing." And they would sell their art. But now any schmuck, and I mean that, any schmuck with a brain cell, okay, that can go up, 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 up with fingers on a on a keyboard could make this. Right? And spell words. Right. Okay. So Jason Allen lives in Colorado and last week lit the fuse on a debate that's going to run and run, and he uses AI software to create art, submitted to a Colorado State Fair fine arts competition, and took first prize. Needless to say, some people don't like the idea, and they shouldn't, because he didn't fucking make it. But hey, that's just my opinion, right? There are a few important facts to note. Allen did kind of not uh, uh, acknowledging what he'd done in crediting the submission as being Jason Allen VI mid-journey, and also spent a considerable time working on prom uh, prompts to produce an eventual artwork. Now, many weeks, he said, and also worked further on the image, mid-journey created in Photoshop, so they also uh, manually finished. But of course, it's nonsense that next to the nuance, nuance uh, next to the central issue, an AI art bot just beat out human artists that were clearly also plausible enough to fool human judges. Now, Midjourney is one of the many AI image generation tools emerging at the moment, and this is currently in beta. The user enters a text prompts. The software generates images based on the association therein. This means that they, there is an element of human fit, finesse to what that produces a specific language in different combinations and can produce a wide range of outcomes. There's also a large element of automata uh, automation that these things, in other words, they also still fundamentally tools and be manipulated by humans. And as the old computer saying goes, garbage in means garbage out. So before I even, uh, I don't even really continue, <clears throat> I just think if this happens and you're, if you're doing a piece of art like this, Sarge, that if it's for an art competition, that it needs to be a separate division within the competition itself, right? Like if you, like an oil painting compared to a cartoon drawing, a pencil, stencil, you know what I mean? Like there's there's different art for different things. Now, if you're going to do something like this, then it needs to be done where everybody in this division has an AI drawing, and then the best AI drawing could win the best AI mid-journey art thing possible but to go up against someone <clears throat> that takes a brush or a pen or a paper or piece of you know whatever to make art i don't i don't think this is on the same the same thing it works on a completely different landscape it's art but in a, a completely different what, what do you think of something like this Sarge? well i didn't read the article but from what i understand is that there wasn't rules about it there, he didn't break the rules. Like he didn't actually break the rules that were given for sure. the competition. So the rule is just art. It's an art. It's an art. Yeah. No, I get it. No, I get it. It's understood that you're supposed to do it yourself, type of thing. But I'm sure it wasn't specified. So let's just pretend like it's another day, which it is. Somebody got over on you, like people normally do, and now you just redo the rules for your next art competition and make sure that those people are doing it. Manually, they're doing it themselves, right? Right. Whether it be a program in a computer that you can draw with, that's one thing. But have the AI do it for you is something different. I listen. Art is art. What should scare you more is the fact that an AI can create something like that, and then it be fooled, 
and people think that that's a human being actually made it. AI is getting a little too good, right? So if AI is good in the art, and AI is good in cars, and AI is good in computers, yeah. how come I can't get good AI to fight against? What's <laughs> the fucking deal there? Why is every AI guy I fight in the games just fucking retarded? I want a good game where the AI is great. How about that? Well, Ilki says the next Leonardo da Vinci will be a teen who smoked weed for the first time. I don't even think it'll be that. The next Leonardo DiCaprio, or Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo da Vinci. (laughs) (laughs) The next Leonardo da Vinci will be a computer itself because the AI is learning exponentially faster. And now an AI can tell AI what to draw. You see what I'm saying? So yes. you're just it's taking scary. you're just taking the human aspect completely out of the equation. Yes, right. Where is it, it's just mind-boggling. To, to... Well, listen, that, that drawing looks amazing, by the way. Yeah, anyone could do it, Sarge. You could go to the go to the thing and just type in a bunch of words. You could go A B C D E F G. Oh no, you don't you don't want me drinking a bottle of whiskey and then type it in art words, okay? Chat, did you, I? I'll... I'll end up with like the, I'll end up with the anti-Asia posters in my room. You don't want to you don't want to see those. Prebsy, did I post or did we post the ones in Discord that we did that day? Was that in general? Where did where did we put that? And can you give me a link? Do you remember? I just want to show what chat created. Okay, chat created. We had we had visuals of what people did that was like a i want to say like a month ago i don't know if you could find it in any way shape or form i thought we i thought we posted it maybe we did or didn't i don't remember uh find it let me know but real quick we'll go to the 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 last story uh and if he finds it i'll i'll show the link uh to that right so splitgate okay splitgate uh epic game store released was canceled and then on top of that splitgate uh, which was the first-person shooter game that was like Halo, Sarge, right? So Split- well, it was like Halo and Portal. Yeah, Portal and meets Halo type of thing, right? So Splitgate, uh, it says we could... Uh, let me bring this up on the on the screen. Uh, it it could be uh, to be here without your support. The prior ourselves are trying a community focus and possible and strive to improve our game to build a better future in Splitgate because of the uh, enthusiasm of our fans. Splitgate achieved a level of success that we could not have anticipated that the few indie games are, are fortunate to reach. Uh, so it says the initial success brought the opportunity to turn the start as a college dorm dream projects into AAA game and then stand a toe-to-toe with the shooters with the biggest publishers in the industry. But this also meant that we've brought to the top-tier talent from across the industry and have spent a lot of time trying to rework old content, and the system was originally built at a handful, uh, handful of people. We are also in a way of bailing water while we are also trying to keep everyone uh, who bought a ticket to board the ship happily, and we also try to turn our boat into a rocket ship. After carefully consideration, as much deliberation, a 1047 games and determined that the order to build the games fans deserve and to build it to the way that we want isn't trying to retrofit the live operation existing product and ending the feature development of Splitgate. We're turning to our attention away from the inter- uh, uh, narrative, a smaller update, and are going into a focus of a new game into Splitgate universe, which also represents a revolutionary, not evolutionary, changes to our game. Uh, will be a shooter, and it will have portals, and it also built in the Unreal Engine 5, and oh, and it will also be free. We understand that many of us are disappointed, and we have a lot of questions. So basically, the game that was super popular, they raised a bunch of money for this, and then they decided that they're dropping the game completely, and they're working on a completely different game for the next two to five years, 
right? Yeah, but the but the money they got for it was because of Splitgate. Right. The money they got was they, to make they made a split game. They made a name for right? themselves, right? In the old days, Sarge, you would make a game, hmm. you would sell that game, and then you yep. would make a game over, and then sell that game, and then and then make yep. a name for yourself. Splitgate yes. made a name for them because this is twenty twenty two. Made a name yep. for themselves off one game and said, "Thanks for the money. See you later. We're gonna make another game now." And they yep. completely closed the other game down, right? Yeah. So exponentially, what used to take like five to seven years to go from a brand new studio. To make a name for yourself, like Activision, or yep. EA, or yep. any other go back then. They not they knocked it out in a month. They did it in one and a half years, and they and and they're they're done. They're moving on. What do you think? Do you think this is a smart move by them? Do you think? Scary, scary. What do you think? It's scary. It's it's listen the the ability to harvest money from the internet, right? In order to build whatever it is you're building has opened the doors up for um, tens of thousands of people, both good and bad. It just seems to me that businesses aren't run under the same moral guidelines as they once were. You no longer have to worry about your brand name or your reputation. As long as I can take the money and run, it doesn't matter now, does it? Right. Or if I have 17 monthly deductions from my bank account, that I don't keep track of anymore, right? And I'm just handing money out to people every month for whatever reason I'm happy to be handing out the money for, whether it be MMO subscriptions or insurance or whatever else. But now we can do this between ourselves, not just businesses, but between ourselves. Right. But now, how, how do I trust them? What are they going to do? Make, make the next game and then just disappear again? Or, or, or are, they on the, are they on the level where they're saying like, yeah, we made a game, sold the game next. Are they on? Are they on that line where we made a game, we sold the game? Next, I mean, if they're going to do it that way, I have to back them because that's my credo, right? You you were able to get enough money, either invested or somebody believed in you or whatever. However, money you got the money, second mortgage on your house, right? Thanks, Cuphead. You right. know, however you got the money, and you do what you got to do. I mean, I guess we'll see if their if if their name is still in our minds and our goldfish minds in three years when they come out their next game. I thought Splitgate was supposed to be the next big thing. I thought Splitgate right. was like the next Apex Legends. Is it not? I mean, it, it could have been, and, and maybe it's. What do you is. mean it could have been? <laughs> is it is the game out? It is, but they they stopped supporting it. It, but they stopped supporting it. Yeah. They're, so the game in its state right now is it. That's it. Yeah, they're not they're not adding to it. They're not they're not doing anything. Uh, they they still have stuff in the pipeline that they're going to do, but after that it's done. Right? And they're, so and let's make a game, sell a game. Well, they didn't sell it cuz it was free. <laughs> right? It was it was a free to play game. But with no microtransactions. I I forget how they made their money off of that chat. Did anybody play Splitgate to uh to Beard. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the pictures. I know we posted the pictures, but I can't I can't seem to find you're it. You're still on the you're still on the picture thing? Yeah, I want to show you what we did, but I can't, I can't find it. Uh it's a shame. Shenanigans says skins and battle pass. Skins and battle pass. All right, thank <clears throat> you very much. <clears throat> uh let's see. It had skins and a season pass also coming. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I think uh overall I I I think they had something good, and I think they expanded too quickly, and then 
they basically went from a small, in, in my opinion, in my eyes, they went from a small independent company, which they're still small independent, but they went from someone that was just trying to make a game, and now they have, um, uh, they went from small indie developer that just wanted to make a game to ambitious uh, uh, star citizen, where all of a sudden they're like, make a player game, multiplayer, have a whole universe, right? They went from making a first-person shooter to try to make Destiny. You see what I'm saying? Like, they, they went from one spectrum like the to jump, the other. The jump is a little too quick. Yeah, and I think, I, th I think, and again, I'm just speaking. I, I could be 100% wrong. I feel like in the old days, like in Activision and EA, right, they were taking baby steps. Maybe shitty side-scroller or a, a stationary one-screen like game, like, like a Space Invaders. And then that company went on to make the next, you know, side-scroller, which then turned into a 3D thing. When, and they, they learned to crawl before they walked, before they ran. And Splitgate just came out running, right? And, and they're trying to fly, right? They, went, they, they, they skipped the first couple of steps of being a developed company, and they just went straight to the big leagues. And I think that's going to, I think that's going to uh, hurt them in the long run. Not, not for the talent, right? They, they could be very talented. I, I think what happens here is... Let, let's, let's see if they can handle money better than Bungie yes, can. Yes, where they could be the greatest developers in the world, but they probably don't have any business sense. You see what I'm saying? And they got the money, and they got the things that they think they wanted, and now they think that the sky's the limit, and they're going to find out real fast they're going to run out of that money real fast because of the ambitious of what they're doing, right? If you can handle money better than Bungie, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I, I, this is what I think. I, again, I could be 100% wrong, but when you get a company that tries to just fly without walking or running or crawling before that, I, I just feel like they're like, look, did you see what we did with I that? Mean, you could just you imagine could, what we could listen. do in ten times that. Right? Yeah, you could you could fly if you want to fly, or you could take half the money you raised and leave the country and let your brother finish the game. I mean, you, you either way, you could do you could do whatever you like, right? Yeah, <laughs> Shenanigans says it's a really good game. Happy for them to make something bigger. They wow. barely had a game, like they were barely out. This is my this is my thing. They were they made this game. It, it was still in beta, if I remember. It, it wasn't even out. Right, it wasn't. It was an early access or whatever. They made a good name for themselves. This is what I'm saying. They didn't even learn how to walk. They went from crawling to flying, and I'm. I just feel like, I feel like they could have, if they just slow down just a little bit and continue making this and support this <clears throat> game for the next year and a half without doing something else. But now I feel like this is gone, and they're on to something else. And I feel like this could backfire, but we'll see. Only time will tell. What happens with Splitgate in the future, uh, right? So, and, and and technically, it's the ten ten forty seven game, not Split Splitgate's the actual game. But we'll see what we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, that'll do it. That'll do it for this week's Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories of the past week, and we rant along the way. It's been out for a few years, but not a lot of people uh, play it nowadays. It's been out for a few years, but it. Again, they didn't learn to walk. They literally got caught. It, it's it's sort of like uh, Among Us, right? Before I end the show, it's like Among Us. Among Us has been out for two years. No one knew about it until a streamer played it, and then all of a sudden, it got this revamped life 
where they were already working on Among Us 2. But yet Among Us 1 got popular two years after the fact, and they said, wait a minute, let's stop working on Among Us 2. Let's work on Among Us 1. That, that's what's happening right now, right? They, they held the brakes. They said, hold on, let's not go to the Among Us 2. Let's, let's do Among Us and let's add content to it and then let's continue it. These guys are like, like, we made Splitgate. All right, let's move on to the next thing. We, we, this is all we could do for this game and, and moved on. All right, so that'll do it for Generation X Gaming. Three, episode 325 is in the can. We do appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us each and every single week. I'm sorry about last week uh, being sick. but We'll be back, hopefully, to our normal schedule on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can hit that share, like, and subscribe. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and supporting us live here. Uh, if you'd like to go above and beyond that, if you hit the membership button, it's as little as 99 cents, you'll help us out here. Uh, or you can go above and beyond that, and you can go to a higher tier. And you can also uh, do super chats, gift memberships, and you can also do special thanks after the fact. We do appreciate you very much. If you missed us in any way, shape, or form, you can also watch us uh, over on, uh, or listen to us on iPod or podcasts over on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm. Uh, we also have the video uh, Spotify account as well, where you can watch us live here on YouTube and also on Spotify. We appreciate you very much for coming out, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Watching. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.